This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Porter. I'm Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much as I swig this uh, big gallon of water um, here to talk about a lot of stuff. Watch, um, you know, I guess that's like a one nation radio thing. We should we should come out with like we should get like stickers for like the water bottles. One nation like that. water gallon water. <laughs> yeah. Get, and sell stickers. You know, we, we trying to figure out how to how to how to make a quick dollar out here in these streets. You know, um, have one nation stickers for your um, uh, do they let do, gallons of water? Do they let black people in this country sell water? <laughs> I have never heard of some of some of some refreshing uh, nat- natural spring named after a black person. I, I, no. I, don't, I don't I don't recall. Do you? No. So you see, we only selling the stickers. We, oh, know, this, okay. We selling the, the stickers. Okay. You know, selling the stickers to pop on your water. You know, that's oh, what we need, okay. we need to figure out. Okay. So anybody got the uh, st- sticker plug? Let us know. So um, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, I want the sticker plug from who? Do you remember? This is maybe like beginning of this year when I came across some website that was selling like a an, like a anime uh, drawing of thick Hazuki. Oh I, my god! I, that's 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 all I'm sponsoring us. What the fuck is wrong with you making Hazuki thick? <laughs> not, not there's nothing wrong with it, but like. That's not that's not anything representative of what she actually that's, looks I would like. say that's not like the aesthetic that we working with here. You you made that up yourself. You freestyled yeah. that on your own. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like what else you drawing? Yeah. What else you um, doing with your drawings, you think? <laughs> I guess this is a good time to start promoting it, but the annual FOH draft yeah. will be getting recorded December eighteenth. We're still trying to figure out how we want to release it so um whenever we iron out those details we will go public with them but um if you guys have any suggestions for the foh draft <clears throat> that is uh yeah, yeah well, he too. saw it yes. too yeah see? yeah it, 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 <laughs> we're not making this shit up yeah see yeah y'all and them joshi the wrong parts of joshi twitter and, and you start running into that foolishness there <laughs> It's too small to even discern the difference between the the, the, the rough streets of, of Joshi Twitter. 
I just follow the people that follow that are following stardom, and then they send me other shit. And for the most part, mm-hmm. I, I don't ever see it because I normally have all the people muted on a list to where like, all right, am I watching Stardom live? Yeah, so I can follow along. If not, like that shit is often the other side of space. I, I don't know what I'm, I, I have on that thing most most days. I came across, I was like, bro, what is this, Rich? you like, is this what I think it is? Yeah, it is. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I, I think I'll create like a, a tab in the Discord for FOH Draft Topics. We've okay. uh, started thinking of some um, already. Of course, this is the show, our, our annual Christmas uh, episode. We do it with Jeremy and Josh from Keeping It Strong Style. We get drunk on air. Um, or, you know, begin the show drunk, however it goes. And, um, I don't know what I'm drinking yet, but it's, it's usually a, uh, a very good night. Um, last year I went on a insane rant, um, about a couple different things. Um, there are lots of rants actually, and it's usually like a three hour show. It's like, it's amazing. So, um, we're trying to figure out how we're going to put that out this year because we've done, we put them all out. I, I think it's a very special show. And I think um, a lot of people have been asking about it. So we don't see how much y'all want it. Yeah, but uh, definitely send us suggestions for topics um, or, or nominees uh, for, to potentially, you know, look through anything we may have forgot because, you know, it's been a long year. It's a lot of federations that we, that we cover on so suplex and um, you know, between this show alone let alone what you know, what uh, Keep the Strong Style has up their sleeve for for adding on the New Japan side. Like there, there could be stuff that I haven't even really considered. That's on that's off the off the you know the general board. So right. Um, so anything anything y'all want to throw out there, we'll we'll take a look at. So appreciate it in advance. Yeah, man. So um, I guess uh, we might as well start since it was the most recent thing. We should just go ahead and start with War Games. Okay. Um, and that review. So, James, this was your first time watching the NXT 2.0. Yeah. Um, I would say it's probably different from their actual weekly TV show because I think you it was see good for or half <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah. I, okay. I think you see a lot more green people on the week to week show mm-hmm. uh, and also like goofy shit and whatever, uh, as you can tell by the Eat Manjiro shit, whatever the fuck that was, literally. Um, so check this out. I have the 499 Peacock, so I didn't get that. Like I got the very beginning of seeing Jiro and then it cut off to uh, some commercials and all that. But other people apparently got the whole vignette, him taking the dump and everything else. So yeah. I think I came out ahead. Yeah, I got that. And Rich, if you can, can you uh, show the people what I just sent you? Um, the, the the as I guess a supplemental visual aid on this on this twist stream of uh that Jiro skit, um uh, that sent it to you in Messenger. Uh, okay. So, um, yeah, like you know, I have the premium version because like I don't want commercials and like also it's the same about price as what the WWE Network is. So like. At the time before they moved to the 2.0, um, I was paying for a weekly just to be like, all right, I normally would always watch NXT on Thursday. So when it moved to when it was on Wednesdays, I watched Dynamite the next day to at 10 o'clock when it went up, I would watch it then. Um, and then by the time it moved to Tuesdays, I was kind of I, I, I was just like, that's my schedule. I'll keep, you know, I, it wasn't on my timeline on Twitter that much, so I could have, I could kind of regularly avoid spoilers and get to Thursday. Um, so yeah, like that was my time for watching. It. And like honestly, like at this point, it was really just only 
I only pay to keep the pay-per-view to watch the monthly pay-per-view on WWE now, the main roster. So like I have really no use for the, for the WWE network anymore, but like <laughs> at least, at least it's like, all right, well I have, you know, NBC streaming from Peacock. So it's like, I have uh, the office and um, the good, whatever, whatever random else. stuff yeah. they put up. They, yeah. they got a lot of stuff. Uh, 30 there. rock. You got, you got premier league soccer on there. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. If so, I ever watch it, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, it's it's just I still pay for it. I haven't decided to delete it. That whatever else like so, um, still had it. So I saw the Ikimajiro thing and like, it's somehow gotten worse than Jacket Time. I don't know what happened to Sheet. I don't know what was going on. I guess they got rid of the jacket of the of the time part of the jacket, so they brought Jacket Man out. Uh, and Jiro, they just had that man out there talking and saying like. He has a big personality, and so a big personality requires a big appetite, and so then he orders with a with his food app, like a you know a food delivery app. He keeps getting a a shipment of food left and right. So he's like three gallons of ice cream, two gigantic slices of, of pizza, two foot long subs, and like he's eating. He gets stuff. He goes and he says round two. So then he eats some more, and this time he's eating without the spoon. He's eating with his hand. And then all of a sudden, he gets the bubble guts from eating all that damn ice cream, uh, and and everything. And he's like, "I'll be," he's like, "Excuse me, I think," or he tapped out. And next thing you know, this man comes running into a bathroom stall, and he literally he goes to stop, and he starts he literally slides into the uh with the stop like on the dress shoes, like sliding on the tile, uh, like hydroplane in, the, in you know into the stall, close it. Lets his pants down and then plops down and takes a shit. One thing knows while he's uh, because you can see like from the angle, you can see him pull his pants down and like what the first thing I know is like, oh, this man ain't got no drawers on. This man, this man has diarrhea and this man has no drawers on. Like that's a potential disaster waiting to happen. Like I don't. It's just I was like, first off, this man is out here wearing like. The John, the you know, the Don Cherry, Craig Sager, funky looking suits, fugly looking suits, bright, ridiculous looking suits, and this man ain't got no drawers on. So I um, was trying to figure out if he was uh, trying to be Kobayashi from like you know um, the Nathan's hot dog thing. Like I was like, I don't know what it is, but something feels racist about this. I I, oh, I mean, it just ain't feel right. and, And then after that. Somehow a camera gets into the stall with him yeah. and gets a tight shot like from the fake from the neck up. And I forgot what he says, but basically like he continues taking the shit and as it's releasing out of his asshole, he he his his eyes roll in the back of his head and I was like, yo, this is this is this is a bit too much for me. This is a bit too much. Um very bad. This, this is I, I there's some things I did not want to know or need to know. About another about how another man handling their business, uh, it was fucking hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, yo, this is this is Some a bit right. this is a bit in depth. This, right. this is a bit this is this is a bit too much detail. Um, so yeah, that I was just like, wow, this is this is 2.0, huh? This is yeah. 2.0. Yeah. So so, so what, what what do you think about the show overall? I mean, it's pretty much propped up by two matches. Right, like the tag match in the main event. Um, the 
the opener, the Women's War Games, it had its moments, but it only had its moments uh, in spite of the fact that, like, it was just fundamentally a flawed match because they did the show, they did match backwards. And, like, despite the women's effort, it was still, you know, very sloppy at spots. Um, and <sighs> this happened last year with the Women's War Games, and it's like, I get the idea that you kind of want to make the sh- make the show different, um, or break up the you know the storytelling mechanism of um, having two war games matches, but the first time you did a woman's war games, you changed that up by having it basically be two versus four and the two end up overcoming the four, um, and then you look at that formula where they didn't change none except they just made the uh, the adversity even uh, stacked even higher on the baby faces and baby faces in overcoming you compare it to the previous women's war games and you're like yeah like just keep it the same and then and make make it make the stack it the deck against the baby faces more than make it to where like the baby faces haven't made the shade for most of the match um it was just weird um it, it was weird and obviously you know it's probably kind of unfair to talk about the uh without talking about like the 2019 war games and this year's war games without acknowledging like the, the gigantic difference in the, in the talent, um, between both, like you had Rhea, Shayna, EO, uh, Kaylee Ray, Candice LeRae, uh, Tegan, Dakota, um, Bianca on, uh, out of those eight on the first one. This one is like, yeah, you still have EO, you still have Dakota. Um, but like Kaylee Ray and Kaylee Ray, um, but like the rest of that is like Gigi, who's you know G- Priscilla Kelly's a good a good enough worker. Um, uh, JC, who's first time I ever seen her, um, but she's she's kind of there um, from what from the little I saw of that garbage match. It was not really telling me anything. Yeah. Um, Mandy, Mandy comes in last, and then she's <laughs> she, like. The, the thing she always had was that she threw a good V-trigger. She missed the V-trigger by, by a foot. I was like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't she's know. She's the ropes uh, pretty funny, too. Yeah, Cora. Uh, Cora seems like she's got some, like, it's almost like some AJ Lee Bailey type of underdog babyface thing. Um, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. They had her do nothing throughout the whole match, but, um, like, they um, had her, like, I don't know. I... Overall, I mean, as far, I mean, as far I'll as go overall on the okay, show first, like, yeah. like overall, like it was, I thought it was a show that the people that you know are great were great, right? But those aren't the people that either a are going to be getting the focus in the future, or will be on or the B, show in a week. They're on the way out, right. so it's like, what are you left with from there? A bunch of people that largely just don't impress you, and why would they? Because like, <laughs> like uh, what's his name? Tony D'Angelo. He's probably had like under five matches. Right. Ron Breaker. This is his twelfth match or whatever. Right. Um, but at least, but at least, like they were they were, they were saving the big spots for him. It like very similar to the to Raquel last <laughs> year, where it's like this is the person that is going to be like the next number one, the number one contender after this. So we have to give them the big spots. And like he was in there with you know great wrestlers. So like he, it, I don't. Like I remember uh, hearing that his first match when he tried when he uh, the challenge for the title it didn't go as well as people th- were hoping for because of what he had shown in squash match he was awesome but like yeah. you can see the dude's an athlete you can see that he there's he gets a lot of this already um the, he so he's a he, he's a clear high potential guy 
So, like, you know, he could be good in a year. Yeah. Or they, really um, good in a year. Then, like, uh, you're, you're like your Duke Hudson's, I think he's a jag. No, nah, nah, um, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Anyway, <laughs> like I mean, there's the nothing Joe when he was, when he was uh, Aiden Verk or whatever, Aiden Verk or whatever his name was last year with uh, or Aiden, uh, Brendan Vink. Brendan Vink. That's what it was. Um, like I, the Joe Gacy thing is dumb. I I don't like it. Um, the whole <clears throat> and then back to the to the women's war games. Like, it, like the the whole division's been like downgraded. So like. I, I don't know. I think I think NSC is like set for tough times ahead. Um, they don't we, care we got, though. So whatever. Yeah, they don't. They don't yeah. care. So yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We not, might not, get, like that was the point. Like they 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 didn't want to they didn't want to put on any more good wrestling. They were done with that. They're kind of, they kind of stepped out of that. So it was like whatever. That's their choice. Look, um, look, they had um they had Imperium and Kyle O'Reilly like having a great match around Vog Wagner. Um, they were having was, a classic around Vaughn Wagner. Yeah. Like <laughs> yikes. Um, but I don't think he, I don't think he was awful. Push. He just clearly wasn't to that standard yeah. of Eichner and O'Reilly and, and Bartel. No, but like I can see their their match layouts. Like that was like your 2013 Roman Reigns match layout. It's the same shit. Mm, yeah. Like, like there's clearly like you know. Um, but I guess um we can go back to the women's match. Um, my thoughts on it. Yeah, obviously the match is like backwards and all done wrong. The baby faces had the advantage. I don't think the company really understands war games. What makes it really go? Um, there, there's just so much um stalling in this match. A lot of like looking for weaponry. Uh, I think Josh made a good point when he pointed out that you know, hey, there is a big fucking cage right there. Maybe they could use that instead of using like the same four weapons every time. Um, yeah. They could you they could utilize the cage a lot more. Um, but I think the thing that uh, is very similar to when you watch a chairs match, where it's like, or or do you watch someone get hit with a weapon? Right, one weapon. It's like, all right, you can probably. I think it's Jim Cornette to say this. You probably get seven like strikes out of one weapon before like you get diminishing returns and, and the crowd starts getting completely numb to it. Like so, if you're going to use kendo sticks, you might want to use seven. You know handful of strikes and then maybe you come back to it later um same thing with the cage like you can't just run, run people in the or alarm dart people in the cage or rub your face in the cage all all night long like people will just get bored out of their minds like you have to mm-hmm. utilize it but the thing is like <sighs> these matches are so set up to do all this stuff that like maybe maybe there was cage raking that we just didn't catch because they're there's eight bodies in the ring who knows and they over spread across two rings so i don't know um yeah and then the whole the whole cora jade thing like um when she jumped yeah. off the joint i'll say she they she must have just worked me or whatever because she looked like she got destroyed like um when she did that flip she looked like she landed on like the neck and shoulder i immediately thought she blew her collarbone out i was like oh my god uh and oh. no one touched her for minutes up upon minutes mm-hmm. in until you know they had Io Shirai go Mr. Miyagi on her and and heal her, you know, um, in the middle of the ring. So, um, as far as that, I my eyes got diverted to my phone as she was jumping off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I see y'all say like she's fucked up. So then I see her. I didn't see the fall. So like until replay. So I see her. I'm like, huh. Now I see the replay, I was like, ooh, that's bad. Um, so 
the second that I see that like no one's trying to get in the cage and get and check on her, like or get her out of there, or even like, oh my god, this person clearly is done is done so out of this match. Now we got to relay back and forth what we got to change up in this match to make it go so we can get so we can make times match or whatever else. I was right. like, huh, I wonder. And then once they opened that cage, once Eo went to that cage and just make, she's trying to close the door, I was like, okay, it's whatever. It's right, right, whatever. But yeah, um, so I didn't have the kind of uh, alert, uh, the concern that y'all did. So, but like, I still thought that like throughout the match and that and most of that time, like it looked pretty believable up until Eo basically was like, nah, I got this. Like, I, fu- like, uh, fuck your shoulder. I'm trying to win a war games. I'm trying to get off. I'm, tr- I'm not going down 03. So, yeah. Uh, she did not want to turn the 02 into the 03. No, not at all. No. Um, it was funny because uh, I, I, I saw on Twitter like a couple days ago that Dakota was like, I am undefeated in war games. I was like, <laughs> you turned Hill in the middle of the one and left, and left your team to die. You count that? What a piece of shit, Hill. That's uh, funny. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, I mean... <laughs> A lot of inexperience. The match was a mess. Yeah, it was just like not enough good workers in the match. Yeah, it's it's really what it comes down to. Like, if you get enough work, good rep. Like, obviously you have Eo. You obviously have Kaylee Ray. Um, I probably think I probably would trust uh, Gigi Dolan in in this spot. Um, I could I trust. I probably would trust Manny do um most of the match, and I probably. And you could trust Raquel to do what she can do, right? Do her power spots or whatever else. Like, but. As far as going that long, because I think by the time the match was over, it was like eight forty something. So that match must have went thirty some minutes. Um, it's just yeah, tough. I think it was like twenty eight. Oh, yeah. twenty eight. Okay, so like, but that's still just a tough ask. Like, it's it's just a tough ask. Um, with with the, with the talent level you had in the ring, and the level and experience you had in the ring for. Actually, no, they went thirty one minutes. Okay, good god, that's, there's that's no about- reason that should that should have like only gone like twenty five. But you know, but think about what we talked about on the air. We talked about lots of about this. Um, when it comes to work, modern war games or blood and guts, whatever you want to call it, whether AEW does it or NXT does it, like war games. Um, and you agree with Josh with this? Like war games, uh, when it um when they're done well, is meant to be. Ultimately, it shouldn't be by pinfall or submission. Uh, once the final person gets it, it should be like the last person has to surrender, right? Yeah, submit and surrender. But in order for in order to make that work, everybody has to be in the ring and they have to be killing each other, uh, and scraping each other up and 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 beating the shit not, out of each other. Not doing and, West Side Story standoffs and shit like that. Uh, I think it's a symbolic thing, like that more or less lets you know that we're now in like it's almost like a comeback and rest a babyface comeback. We're like you're not even to the closing stretch, but I I get it. The people it's a trope now, but it's one in, in NXT. Um, and also like it didn't. It also did it in AEW too. Yeah, they ran at each other like it was Gladiator or something in AEW. Um, Yeah, like, so, I I get the point where it's, like, the main thing to make it work is, like, it needs to end, like, really soon after the last person finally gets in. But this is a different generation. Like, you're not going to be able to convince eight uh, people that want to prove themselves every single night or most nights that, like, this is their biggest, this is, like, a big match of, like, the, of the season uh, for this cut for their promotion brand, whatever you want to call it, and then like the last person who's normally the biggest star gets in, and they're in like once the last person gets in, they only get they're gonna be in there for like five minutes. Like, 
it's hard, really hard to tell that to Jericho or MJF. It's really hard to tell that to, um, I believe it was Raquel's last person to come in for the babyface side. And Mandy, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to tell them that kind of thing. So I get it. Like, they're going to want to get in and have their, you know, get in there and, and you know, be marks. <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, like a joke, like they want to, yeah. they want to go out there and, and and show their worth or whatever. I said, just like letting the story be the story and getting out of there, just but, beating the shit out of somebody, like yeah, that's, that's and letting it. the shit get like, beat out of you too, right? Like yeah. and that's why we call marks. That's why they get called marks. But uh, yeah, like so, I I get that is a detriment that in that rare instance, like this particular match type is a detriment to this generation of uh wrestler. It seems because like even. I think that um, at worst, all of the men's war games uh, for NXT have been very good at worst. Um, And like two of them, I think, are spectacular. But at some point, there's going to come a time during the match, especially like around the time you get to like the third batch, the third set of entrance, where you're kind of like, it's gone kind of long. And I know like nothing can happen until these next motherfuckers get in. So. Um, and that kind of happened with this this ones too, whereas like it kind of it, it reminded me almost like of the O'Reilly and Cole um, WrestleMania uh, yeah WrestleMania weekend uh, match, whereas like they had that super long match where they broke out all the stops and they ended up getting both hauled off to the hospital. And whereas like this is great, this is going too long. This has gotten great again. Like that's is the same feeling at the end, uh, whereas like. So, like, when people didn't think it's too long, like, oh, yeah, I still agree. It was too long. But uh, I thought, um, in general, like, they do a lot of crazy, awesome things in these matches. And you kind of just got to deal with the fact that it's going to go too long. Yeah. So, up next, we had uh, NXT Tag Team Title Match Imperium, Eichner and Bartell against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Um, Imperium is fucking phenomenal. Like, I don't know, like, how they, like, they were wrestling this match. Like, they were supposed to be bad guys, but I don't think they got the memo. Like, they were just fucking awesome. Like, Fabian Eichner just shot out of a cannon, like, just going absolute ape shit. Kyle O'Reilly's fighting them both as busy as much as he can. Uh, Von Wagner's there too, and, you know, trying to fire up and, you know, doing, he's got good fire, moves well on his feet, but I, I think he's rather bland and plain. Um, but yeah, I, I think Eichner and Bartel are phenomenal. I'd trade FTR for them in a heartbeat. I mean, if they're going to work like that, yeah. Sorry, um, Floyd. If they're going to work like that, yeah. Like, I think that um, they're, they're just great. Um, but, you know, it is weird. Like, are they better than they were two years ago? Maybe. Maybe. Because they were great. I mean, they were a good ass team two years ago, right? Like you put them, you could have put them in takeovers, and they would have went been as good as just a, as a close to about just about anybody outside of maybe like the undisputed like that Roddy and um, O'Reilly team. Um, well, uh, Andrews and uh, Morgan Webster, they're better. But you get my point. Like they were, they if they had been brought in, they'd have been right up there with like Grizzly Young Vets. Um, so. Yeah, like this match with considering this, considering like one half the tag team they're facing, like this was very, very impressive. Um, yeah, like this is probably their best tag. This is probably their best match since that Worlds Collide thing they had, where um, 
one of the one of them went down against undisputed, and then like Walter just went. Walter special, but you my point. Like that that was like the last time I think they had a match of that level. Um, this match is probably better than that. To be honest with you, this was shorter and more compact, and like they just like that finish was a great finish. Like yeah, try or go for a um, arm bar, switch over to a triangle. And then Eichner muscles them up, and then bar- they hit them with their, their finish. That you know, not Doomsday Device, but do- Doomsday Device ish type of finish, and put away Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Von Wagner goes like you know, or champions leave. Um, the crowd, you know, knowing the contract situation with Kyle O'Reilly, they, they chant, "Thank you, Kyle." Um, Von Wagner's behind him, and like you can see it, like he's going to turn on him. He's going to turn on me. And then, like, sure enough, he does. And then, like, I'm like, all right, he's going to lay him out and send him off TV or whatever else. And great, like, whatever. Um, goes to strike him, and O'Reilly ducks underneath him and beats his ass. And then, and then he, like, you know, cusses him, more or less cusses him out, does undisputed uh, sign, and then he cross chops him. And then, like, whatever goes. What the fuck they be doing? I don't, I don't know. You know, they be, they be throwing up the set. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, yeah. don't, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,. <laughs> So, yeah, like, and then uh, post-match after that, Kyle Raleigh was like, you know, I've, I've been in all these, uh, I was undisputed, I've been in all these War Games matches, left out of War Games, um, but, you know, on Tuesday, I'm going to get my cage match, I won't want to get Von Wagner, and, you know, that'll send him off TV, but, uh. Yeah, Von Wagner's going to bury that man, like, oh, yeah. like he's going to beat the shit out this hey, man, like. whatever, that's the business. About to, it's, about to be, it's about to be 85-15 in that cage. <laughs> <laughs> this is a real hey. McIntyre executing, um, Dean Ambrose yeah. type move right I thought, here. I, I had thought something similar, yeah. Like. Look, we know. Look at the end of your time, and see if they bring out a cage, you get fucked up on but, the way out. <laughs> well, one thing I will say though, right? If this was more, this is done, or this is more competitive than the uh, McIntyre thing, because I mean, McIntyre was whooping Dean Ambrose's ass like every every week for like a month, or almost like five weeks. Basically, I whooped his ass like three or four times in a five week span, like left him laying. So um, he's gonna, you know. If this had been McIntyre uh, Ambrose, he wouldn't have ducked underneath that uh, that jump, and he would just got his ass whooped, uh, and then got that match, and then got his ass whooped in the match. So uh, they give him a little bit more than that. Um, so uh, next match was uh, hair versus hair, Cameron yeah. Grimes versus Duke Hudson. This was not Nanai Takahashi versus uh, <laughs> Nakajima. This is like this was shameful. This, like, this, this was, was not Tanakano versus Julia. This was ass, bro. Like I was watching this shit, I was like. Bro, this Duke Hudson dude, man, like he wrestles like comes right out the factory. Like he's nice and boring, just how they nice want. Like he has, he has that fucking dumb look on his face. Like it's like, bro, if I were to take Randy Orton, right? And Randy Orton, not the most like expressive guy in the world. And, you know, <laughs> if, if I were to take him and rob him completely of all his ability, like that would be Duke Hudson. Like, and I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't apparently like you know that man got some time on the main roster last year. I was like, like a real a real tall and white character. Like that's that's all this is. Like this, like I don't see anything. Like leave the business. Like I don't. Um, I, I thought this sucked. I thought this. I thought the execution of the the haircut sucked. 
Like they barely cut any hair off, so he's gonna have to go well, do whatever he does on his own. Well, but I'm like, give us the visual, something. My, okay, so obviously, um, I don't know. Like, I'm okay with the you gave someone a shitty haircut, therefore that's the embarrassment. Like, we see bald people. You're looking at a bald person right now. Um, so like. I think the thing is maybe because he already had like a he didn't have long hair he had a normal like regular hair hair cut anyway yeah. so it's like you can't you you, you cut some dents into it and you make him look like a spotted leopard and then like that's the embarrassment and then like he shows up on the next show and he's or he build it up or whatever else and he's bald. Um, Hell, this wasn't Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans. God, it was not. It was not. Um, I, I don't know, man. Like. Like, you have a fucking barber chair sitting in the other ring, like, getting yeah. dimmed and spotlighted. Use the motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I think the thing for me is, um, like, people really shouldn't play. I really like hair, the hair versus hair gimmick. And when people fuck with it and, and play with it, I personally get offended. I don't like that. I don't care about the hair versus hair gimmick in America. Yeah, like, if I you want to if you want to give me Suzuki versus Goto. Yeah. You know, it's for pride. You right. Know. Right. It's yeah, like it is a. It, I get it for for the time. It might just be antiquated for America. It just might be. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, maybe I'm just thinking like maybe it's just something like it's too far. It's too. I'm, I'm going to say it. It's too Memphis. <laughs> it's it's too old school. Where it's like, oh, you shaved his head. Like must be, like ha, huh? and then you move on with your day. Like you don't really get a. I don't think you really get that that much of a feeling. Well, maybe if it's the right heel. Like, maybe if it was MJF, I feel different. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd bring more to it because it's like, that dude talks so much shit and you just want to get what you want to get one over him. Like, most of the times, like, you know, when it's, uh, um, bless your boy's name from Hybrid 2, Jack Evans. Yeah. When it's Jack Evans, when it's Duke Hudson, it's not as rewarding because it's like, I don't give a fuck about them dudes. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, another thing, the thing that really got me, though, is, like, the video package was, like, okay, they're playing poker. It's a one-hand game, all-in game, and then someone folded with, I think this person, I think Duke Cousin folded with, with, a, with a pair of kings or some shit like that, and I was, like, or I maybe mean, it was a pair of nines, but it was, like, it's a all, it's a one-hand game. It's all, like, I don't. Why are you folding? It's put up or shut up. This all is going in one hand. There's no you're not about to play like multiple hands of this shit like it's the World Series of Poker. At least I hope fucking not. So I I, I didn't get it. Um I didn't get the part where like Duke Hudson lost fair and square, he blows the stack, and then attacks uh Cameron Grimes and then cuts his hair shorter, it makes him look better. And he says, well, I'll catch the rest of it. It's like, bro, you lost. He, he still has your money. Unless I'm mistaken, doesn't he still have his money? Yeah. He cut his hair. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. I, I... Yeah, I, I didn't get it. So, whatever. I, it's just stupid 2.0. Um, so... Uh, what was the next match? Roderick Strong versus Joe Gacy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, currently has a 4.80 on cage match. 
My God. Uh, uh, the my man Joe Gacy wanted wanted to turn it into the all inclusive championship. Um, just just a little bit too much. Uh, trying to be too cute with it here for me. What, what is what what is Gacy's thing? You just love it, peace guy. No, like he's basically trying to use all the the left wing buzzwords or whatever to be cult like or whatever. Um, he's he's saying this is uh he's all about inclusive inclusivity uh the ring is a safe space and all this dumb shit like basically some shit that's written by like you know like like old so he's right wingers so mocking a, liberals and leftists like that's like yeah what Jack so what Zach saying in the comment huh he's a beta cuck damn near okay in the in in the heat uh, okay fine whatever sure I'm sure there I'm sh- I mean, to, to be quite honest with you, like with a couple, of, with a little bit of rejiggering, uh, like you can move move the hippie thing over, and like that's you know Juice Robinson, C.J. Parker's two thousand, you know, mid two thousand tens gimmick in NXT. Like instead of he's a hippie, he's now more you know doing it as far as hitting on a PC angle. Um, so yeah, like I, I got a lot of, I got a lot of. With Gacy, I got a lot of like they fired Bray Wyatt because they have a new like they have a new out of shape guy that's not like gigantic. Um, when I first like when the bell rang for this match, I was like, "Man, do you remember Roger Strong versus Matt Riddle?" Yeah, on Takeover, I was like, "That ain't gonna be tonight," and it was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah those are not the days. Or those are no longer those days. You know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, they went out there and they had a match. And um, I apparently Roderick Strong signed an extension last year. So Good for him. Um, and then we got our main event. It's actually really good. Uh, NXT Black and Gold against NXT 2.0. Third Team 2.0. Obviously, Brown Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. They defeated Gargano, LA Knight, Pete Dunn, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Johnny Gargano comes out with the Royal Heart music. I figured he would do it, and he did. Um, he had some gear that was like a mock-up of all the different takeovers he's been on, all 78 of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fe- Featured a lot of uh, spots, him and Ciampa um, kind of teaming up, um, trying to do their thing and all that, doing a lot of stuff. It was really structured to uh get you to really be like damn these black and gold guys are just miles ahead uh, of these other dudes um <clears throat> i thought the opening part i think they had gargano and carmelo hayes in there yep. that was good um besides that uh braun breaker did some cool stuff like i generally dig the braun breaker um the I, Tony D'Angelo wasn't really much. He was throwing just punches. They kind of hit him uh, with L.A. Knight. Um, they also had uh, Waller, who basically just got the big dive and all that. And he's dressed like a boxer for some reason. What um, is his gimmick? Or what is his character or slash gimmick? He, he calls out the Internet. I'm sorry? He, he calls out the Internet. How, it, it's, it's, really not, it's really not complicated at all. Um, he... Uh, I would I would have to pull it up, but it's it's just another you people thing. So, oh, okay. um, but yeah, uh, as far Take as the match, like, they, 
yeah, I, I, this one, it went 38 minutes, but to me, I didn't get the feeling that it was going too long. Uh, I was into the match, pretty mm-hmm. much the whole match. And um, the Braun Breaker thing, when he couldn't open the thing, was funny because Pete Dunn was in there. He was out there like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> um, But so we got a couple comments in there about it. But, um, yeah, man, like uh, I, th- I thought this was good. I thought the right finish happened with Braun Breaker going over Ciampa. Um, Gargano came out, played it up, uh, made the sad face. Like he, he was like he's like something about to happen. I think everybody he's talking to wrestling world right now after the show cut a promo um saying that he's going to address all this stuff on tuesday whatever is going on there are some people to think he may not be leaving some people think he may be hanging out with candace until february when she gives birth then like make a move you know he could show up on <laughs> dynamite on wednesday for all we know <laughs> so he's uh like i've seen people compare it to uh bret hart in 1996 uh, when he had the contract in his back pocket and he came out on Raw um, for Johnny Gargano's own good, um, I I think if he signs with Monday Night or stays and sign and goes to Raw or SmackDown, he's insane. Um, he should be drug tested, all that stuff. But um, I don't know. He, he he could stay. I I wouldn't recommend it, and I don't really and I don't really count on it. But um, what are you? Th- feeling about all this and then thinking about the legacy of Johnny Gargano and NXT. Okay. So I'll go match. Um, I'll go match, uh, the talk of what may happen with him and then like his legacy for NXT. Um, when, when Chop, oh, sorry, when Chopper came out first, I was like, huh, wonder what this is about. Right. Cause like, obviously, you know, it, black and gold came out last, but like the champion, Champa comes out first, and I'm like, okay, so Johnny's coming out last. And I'm like, are they gonna play Ripple Heart? They play it. Uh, he comes out and he in on Twitter he said that like he loved this gear that he had, and um, he came out. And I'm looking, and I was like, yo, this is like all uh, like a great number of like a, a a mashup of like different pieces of like his takeover gear over the year. I'm like this is this is really cool, and then I also had piece of like his um his like his like city uh sky view like or skyline um of buildings of like I think it's Cleveland um that he's worn over the year like the like the um orange and um green one and like the purple and um green one. So I was like that's really cool. So he he comes into the ring and then like on the back of his trunks you see Johnny like it it's NXT working. It's not, it's no longer takeover. Those out the way, but like to see on the back of it, like Johnny takeover. And then you see like in takeover is spelt with like all like these, uh, all these letterings in like the shape of like all the symbols from all the different Marvel characters. You weren't to the ring. I was like, that was a really cool. Nice touch. It's like, this is just like, this is really the end. Like, that's what it felt like. This is really the, <laughs> the fucking end game. End. Right. The right, right, right. So he gets in the ring, Carmelo Hayes, and like he rips it up, um, or they both rip it up, and then they have the the, the moment where like um, they even it up with Dunn, and him and Dunn are doing like tandem spots where like they're both doing like finger manipulation and and the finger stomps, whatever else, and it was almost like it's your night, Johnny. You go out there, and you get to like do stuff with all your with all your friends, right? They, you know, um. 
LA Knight got in after they had closed up the uh, Tony Angel got in. And that's when the match like kind of halted for a bit because like all he did with his time was <laughs> just get stuff. Uh, and all he did Trick was like just bring, him and Trick Williams bring shit in the ring or whatever else. Um, and then like by the time uh, they had closed off the door uh, with a chain, and then like um, Loomis came from under the ring to run um, Trick Williams off, and then like you get the thumbs up thing, and like it's even like the part of like a touchback to like what's been going on in the two point with Gargano, where it's like that's his fucking son in law, um, <laughs> right? So you know, then Chopa gets in, they start doing the DIY stuff, and they hit the fucking um, their mean the middle spot uh, finish on Braun Breaker and. Like I'm, I'm jumping over a bunch of stuff like uh, Grayson Waller's dive. Um, that table stuff. fucking exploded. Yes, it did. Too. And then, like, and then the spot before that, they did, they were teasing before they even finally got to that, where they had like they were going to do it before, and then out of nowhere, LA Knight comes up, and then one foul swoop jumps to the top rope and then suplexes him, uh, you know, through a table. That was cool mm-hmm. as fuck. Um, you know. And then, uh, you know, they hit their mean in the middle spot, and then, like, one, two, uh, Ciampa has him pinned, but then, like, uh, Carla Hayes pulls the ref, and I thought, like, that was way more effective than if he had broke it up, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, so then uh, Ciampa uh, beats up Carmelo Hayes. Uh, actually, Ciampa and Gargano, I'm sorry, Gargano and Hayes are, like, locked up, and Ciampa tells, or sorry, uh, Gargano tells Ciampa, like, hit your running knee. It'll take me out, too. But, like, we're trying to win this fucking match. And they end up taking out him, Gargano and Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, he gets up Carmelo Hayes to go for the angel wings. And then um, Ron Breaker spears him through the table. And that was a cool spot, too. And then he ends up winning. And uh, he ends up hitting uh, his Goldberg military press power slam. And he ends up getting the win. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed the match. Um, I thought it really sad. I thought it sad at times, like the Tony Angelo stuff and like parts of when everyone was in. But like by the time they start getting from the LA night part to the DIY stuff to Carmelo Hayes uh, breaking it up to the knee and the finish, like I thought it was a great finish. Like I, I thought it was one of the better matches in WWE this year. Um, I don't know that I don't know how much that is actually saying at this point because like. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, like well, one point three, like a four point three star type of thing. Or, or I'm sorry, four and a third is what I mean to say. So, yeah, I uh, Chomp, or Chompa got pinned and not Gargano. So I was like, what is this? What's going on? So, um, I know historically or in the last couple of years, the champions have getting pinned by. In a lot of these war games, especially the women's war games, the champions of getting pinned by the um, title challenger coming up uh, next, or even the, um, or even like the, the title successor, like Rhea pinned Shayna, uh, Raquel pinned EO, and then eventually she got her title shot, like not the very next takeover, the one after that, but so there's a precedent there. Um, but yeah, like uh, I saw the video of Johnny saying he's gonna address the crowd or address the people on Tuesday and has my antennas raised. Like, is he coming? To, is he? I think he's done with NXT, but now it's like, is he leaving or is he going to the main roster? And once he's saying he's, you know, he's coming back to talk to people, thinking like he's not gonna, you know, get pinned on the way out. 
And then it makes you think like, well, maybe this is like their way, this is like the NXT version of like how they, you know, treated Ambrose nice on the way out. But it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather you, you just beat him and then he leaves. So now I know like he's out of there for real, as opposed to like, like you're going to make me watch NXT. Trying to control the narrative. No, not even that. Like you're going to really make me watch NXT 2.0 for, uh, for, for this fucking thing or whatever else. Like if he, like now it's like, now I'm literally like, you know, I wanted to have this nice thing with the crowd or whatever else. But at the same time, I was like, I want to get laid out so that I know he's leaving the company too. So I can just like know that he's gone. Nah. I, so here's my I just idea. want him like, out of there. He does his promo or whatever. And then Ciampa's music hits essentially. And then Ciampa's like, you know, one more round. And then that's the main event of, of Tuesday night or whatever. And then Ciampa beats him and, you know, whatever. Fine. 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 That means he still loses. I know that means he's gone. Fine. <laughs> I I want something to where like I want something. I wish I had something right now, but like I want something by Tuesday where it's like I know that he's out of there and like I don't want him on the main roster. I never like you heard me say this years ago. I mean, like, he, he signed. He only the signed roster. the ten day extension thing, so like I think he's out of there. He would have fucking resigned. Like, look, man, I don't know people's motivations. I don't. I don't know. Um. I'm just telling you what I want, and I want him out of WWE. I want him, I guess AEW, because I, I mean, obviously, we're honored to go to. Um, so I, you don't I just, want him to wrestle in um ten buck two, you know, uh, you, you don't want him to, to to go work, uh, you know, the Northeast wrestling circuit. I mean, like, I, I guess the lowest I can go is GCW. You know, you don't want him to wrestle Bandito's uh, promotion in Mexico. I mean, if he wants to. <laughs> I mean, if that's what he wants to do. I just want him to be able to have the best matches that he can have, like still have them and be able to do what he kind of, you know, what he has the freedom to get away from um, in, in WWE and what he's been typecasted as. Because it's like, I'm watching him and Carmelo, uh, I almost call him Carmelo Anthony. I'm watching him and Carmelo Hayes. I'm like, yeah. Um, this don't seem like no melodramatic, uh, over, over the top nonsense. Y'all say this, this dude is a one trick pony can only can do. He look, that looks like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like still. So like, come the fuck out of there. I kind of want to see him like wrestle, uh, newer t- or newer talent that he can go out there and like wrestle to his capability as opposed to wrestle straight to plate wrestling. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, like Bruce in the comments said, maybe he shaves his head, changes his name, and becomes a manager on the main roster. Ah, the Adam uh, Cole role. Yeah. Mm. Um, nah, and Hitman Punk says, oh, Lord, please no more. One final beat ruined that for me. Um, if it's a case where they're like one of them's leaving the promotion, I think you can deal with it. Like if they're not going to have any more matches, like I I, I think I think Here's it would actually. Pre- I think it would be really cool. Actually, here is the thing: outside of this, the uh, the um, cruiserweight classic, they've never had a single a regular rule singles match. All their matches have been no rules, unsanctioned death match. You know, death match wrestling, no rules, ECW rules. All their matches have been, and then one final heartbeat was like that fifty minute nonsense and dark or whatever else. After they had like an incredible fucking build up to it. Um, so yeah, like if they want to do that, 
I guess that's fine by me. Like it'll be a like it could erase. I, I won't say it erase, but like it would it will like put people to because people had like those first three matches. Like those first three matches where one is like maybe the second best match in the history of the company of the, the entire promotions. You know, uh, but uh, I don't know how or six is sixty three or whatever the fuck that uh, Vince Senior started the promotion. Like they have the second best match ever. And then, like, had those other two matches that were also great. Like, the 50-minute match in the dark that was completely, like, on the fly as they had to, like, move from or move from having a takeover to canceling it to having to do Russell uh, a takeover on two shows spread across in the dark with no fans. Like, that is the match people remember. And, like, therefore, they, and a lot of people feel like, well, that tainted everything. I was like, wait a second. They have like the 2018 Wrestling Observer feud of the er, feud of the year. <laughs> it is going to be completely invalidated because of one match with shitty circumstances two years ago. Like, okay, that doesn't seem fair to me, but okay, fine. Uh, so, like, yeah, I would like to see if, if they were to have a match. I would like to see them do it and go out there because they would go out there and smoke it, and then like, I get people will still complain. Because they don't like them, uh, for don't like him because you know it makes them feel bad about the 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 the, the main roster wrestling, but whatever. Um, so yeah, like if that's something they do, I mean, I I don't know what they do, but like I just want to know that like by the I want to tune in the fucking two one over the Johnny Gargano thing, and like I want to know like either during or after by or his promo or by the end of the night after a match or whatever he has that like I know that like. He's been sent the fuck off, and he's leaving the company. That's what I want to know. I don't want to be on some uh, some ambiguous scene unless you think he might resign. Like, like I just want to be. I just want it to be fucking. I want him out of there. Like, I want him gone. Leave. Johnny, I want him to leave this fucking company. Johnny Gargano is gonna come out there and bring. They're gonna line everybody up um, from NXT 2.0 in a straight line and get in the ring. He's gonna slap them all like Antonio Noki. I, th- right. I thought you were going to say he's going to have like one of those stardom gauntlet matches with everybody <laughs> like one, the one minute time limit and that man does and this man does like 60 jobs in an hour <laughs> that'd be funny too um, but yeah I like I think you have to like you have to bring Triple H out right like you have to pull him from wherever the fuck he's at right Who? Five. You know. Who? I, I, I look. I don't know when that video uh, was taken from that. That started getting shared around. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. Is he allowed in the building? Who knows? You know. You gotta keep that stress off him. You know. Um. But yeah, I can't overall, speak on it, man. Like, I mean, look. Sean's still there, right? Yes. So if Triple H isn't allowed in the building, I guess we'll have Sean come out. Or it'll be both. We'll see. Man. But uh but as far as his legacy though, um Greatest Greatest NXT wrestler ever. Not even close. Um He was the best wrestler doing the best era of, of that of that brand's um run. Um, most of the top, most of the guys from his era, best matches are with him. 
um, or you know whether it's Alistair Black, Ricochet, Adam Cole, depending on how you, or Ricochet, depending on how you feel about the um, that that five star ladder match from um, New Orleans. As far as single best singles match, it's that one. Adam Cole, the two matches he had, the first two matches he had, Adam Cole or Adam Cole's best two singles matches. Um, Champa's best matches with with uh, Gargano. Almost his best match with Gargano. Um, Finn Balor's best. Uh, no, Finn Balor's best match with Kyle O'Reilly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, one of his one of Balor's uh, best matches uh, during that second run, which is easily his better run of the two, uh, was with uh, Gargano. Um, like. The Chompa feud, the Almas feud, the Cole feud, um, three of the best pro- uh, programs in the company's or the promotions brands history or whatever else. Um, he's one of the best wrestlers, like in a short amount of time, in a half a decade, basically. Like he became one of the all-time best worker in-ring performers in the company's history, promotions history, and like um, you can, if you want to. Uh, qualify it by saying that, like it's a completely different era and um it's akin to like talking about the difference between like Reggie Miller's three point shooting numbers compared to Steph Curry or Clay Thompson. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. I think it's fair to say. Um like it Jesus Christ, Bret Hart was here in NXT in that era. Jesus Christ. He'd been killing it too. But um there's definitely something to the eras, but we're talking about the dude that's the most prolific guy at the top end um, in like a five-year period compared to everyone except for maybe Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels had two stints of over a decade with the company. So um, he is uh, <coughs> it's really – I'm trying to think of a comparison historically from a sports perspective to try to put it like as far as like where he is as far as um, quality, high-quality stuff in WWE – um, with a short period of time, maybe he's like Terrell Davis or something like that, mm-hmm. um, or Dwight Gooden. Whereas, like, Jesus Christ, and then it was really short because um, he's only there for five years, but or potentially he's only there for five years, but he's incredible. Um, and baby faces, he was like the last. <sighs> yeah, yeah, he was like the last like. Super awesome, pure baby face that, that Triple H like molded and, and created, or whatever you want to call, it, or had, or produced, whatever you want to say. Like, you go from Sami Zayn to to Bailey to to him, and then like I mean, there's also you know people like Kyrie and um, but Keith like Lee. not yeah, Keith Lee, Riddle, yeah, Riddle, but like they just weren't on that. They just weren't put at that level. Um, before they were able to, uh, before they were able to, you know, before they left, they got pulled out like a year before they were going to be on top. So, um, it's a little different, but yeah, like he was, he was that dude. Uh, and it's, you know, it's one thing where like they, they cut all those people in, I think July and you're like, and I, for me, it was like, I'd never watched take, I never watched NXT again. Uh, the TV show. And then there's one thing when it's like, this is the last takeover. It's like, you joked, like, it was uh, the one from Survivor Series or SummerSlam. Like, this is the season finale or series finale. And then it's like, 
now Johnny and, and Kyle O'Reilly are out of there. And, like, really, at this point, it's like the only people that are going to be left are, like, Ciampa, Dunn, EO. It's like Survivor right like, now, like, man. Why? Like, <laughs> like, and, you, and, you know, obviously, um, NXT, even NXT Chiponos always had better roster positioning than the main roster with the women's division. Like, EO is, like... Doesn't it feel, doesn't it feel that, like she's in like the in like the the senior ace Tanahashi Mayu role right now? Bro, it feels like she's the new Candace. It feels like <laughs> I, I, she I think she's presented way better than that. But it's like they treat her like she's like they they treat her like you don't want to fuck with her, but like she's not the one they're pushing. But like she's also but she, like she's like this like like Tanahashi like um. Let's say 2000, the in, let's say 2019. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if they wanted to, they could put the belt on her, but they're never going to do it again. And they can get main events out of her. Um, and they treat her, and they treat her well. Like, kind of like, same thing with Mayu right now, where it's like, last year's run was her last run, but they'll treat her well. And she's gonna be on the top. She's gonna be the face, still a face of the company, or whatever else, and an ambassador and all that kind of stuff. But like, she's gonna be around, and I don't know if she's gonna be on the main roster. But like, that's kind of that's kind of how it feels. Like looking at, at looking at you know the like looking at it, it's like Look, it's been all these years, and she ain't speaking English. She's never going up. <laughs> she speaks English. That's not just not well enough for uh, uh, camera. Oh, uh, at times she she, she talks at times. She, I think her English is better than Oscar's. Hmm. But um. You know, whatever. Like Vince, Vince knows Oscar by this point in time. <laughs> he don't know you. You know, I'd always is with him. Like he don't trust nobody until everyone until like they have. Seen, they're the most senior people. And then I was just like, all right, Dolph Ziggler. I don't. Z- Ziggler ain't never getting fired, bitch. Ever. Um. Um. So yeah, like it's just it's just looking around. It's like, damn. Like Dunn resigned recently, but like Dunn Champa. Like whenever we figure out how much time they tackling him for you know, for that neck thing, um, and then it's gonna be like that's kind of it. Like Dakota and EO, Candice, that's that's really like what's that's left it. of that of that it thing. And like it's like Raquel, yeah, she fits, she fits. Like I mean, they pushed her, they pushed her before she was ready. But like you know whatever, like she was a, uh, I mean she's a better she was a better champion than Mandy is. Man, that yeah, that division is going off a cliff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, hashtag free EO in the comments. Uh, it says she needs to go join Kyrie again. They need to get EO on up out of here. A lot of stuff in the comments. We'll get, so. we'll get to talk about Kyrie as uh, I think it by the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think overall, Johnny Gargano, you can usually expect high quality from him, whether like what it is, like if if he was like getting positioned to, um, you know, main event or something, you're going to get epic match. Right. Uh, if it was a tag team match, like he was standing out in those. And I think he had a really like unique kind of rise because, you know, he wasn't somebody that they brought in with like, like that Nakamura energy, right. like that. Um, like you're, you're like, he was a person that was Adam on Cole, red dragon. They were basically they were giving him a prove it contract to begin with, yeah. and like all this other shit, and they suck him in tags because he was so fucking small. But he just kept wrestling and getting over, and he really took the long way up. And um, I think that's like you know, like that's really all you want 
in wrestling is to like ride with people from, you know, you first see them and then they reach the pinnacle and then whatever happens from there. Um, I think he routinely put the main roster to shame on those weekends. Um, he drove a lot of people crazy, got them upset. Um, and I think there's a lot of just weirdness around him. That's ironically similar to a lot of the stuff. Kenny drives people crazy with, um, but just, I would probably say a little bit different. Like they don't bang on Kenny for dramatics. They just say he sucks period. So, um, but like, I don't, I don't feel like they can say Gargano sucks. So they just, you know, they'll come up with, if there's a detraction to be had about you, they'll figure it out and bang on it until it, and even if it's not correct. And even if it's something I, that you like, you didn't book, right? Like, I don't recall Johnny Gargano doing the Seth Rollins thing where like he gets booked to, to do something fucking like idiotic and then like he defends the company and says that like maybe we shouldn't have fans back maybe we should stay in the Thunderdome right like I don't (laughs) recall Johnny Gargano ever saying anything like that but they they hit him with like yeah one final heart or one final heartbeat really stunk and like you never had a great uh, third match of a or a the best matches of your feuds were never like the third match of the trilogy it was always like the first match yeah. Uh, so it's like, well, my God, like, what what a disappointing four and a half star match. But um, yeah, so for me, like, yeah, one final heartbeat, it stunk. It absolutely did. Yeah. But like, we were there. We were there in person when he actually won the title. Yeah. Um, we saw, or the, I think right after that, my favorite match of his is like when he actually lost the belt to Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like. For me, that's the greatest match in WWE history. And you just talk about one versus one regular rules, like, could have fuck with that. And I hope we see it again um, at some point it's down the road somewhere. Um, he, You know, if he jumps, he's going to have all fresh new opponents. That would be awesome. Um, if he shows up on the main roster, can you see him wrestling Roman Reigns? Because I can't. No. Um, I, I don't think that's that's a thing uh, i'm looking forward to potentially having brian omega and gargano in the same company uh it's like the <laughs> the wrestling timeline has has opened up in a way that has made this possible and i want it like i i think about the matches that like we still didn't get um like or or probably never get like i never got an o'reilly gargano big match i never got an o'reilly i never got a done in gargano um big match I did get my Kushida match. Um, I never got my Swerve match, or I, I never got my Swerve match on a on a big stage. Like they had a match that was really good, but it went short. Right, like whatever. Uh, but like you know, never got the Riddle match before I realized the Riddle was a scumbag. But yeah, like, I saw so, them tag team together at a house show once on Evolve. On oh, no, a house show, okay. Uh, yeah, um, I, I know they. Show. I know they had a. You know, I know they had a thing in Evolve. Um, there, you know, they left match with table, but like. You know, like if O'Reilly and Dunn end up, I'm sorry, if uh, uh, Gargano and O'Reilly end up, you know, both in AAW, they have, still have time to do that. And um, they'll get the space to do it on the TV. Um, and then they have, you know, like you mentioned, Danielson. Like they turn Danielson Hill, they bring in Gargano, he'll be a baby face. 
Like, yeah, we're going to finally what, get our Kenny is, versus Gargano match and completely tear apart One Nation Radio forever. <laughs> tear apart One Nation Radio forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but. So, so, so you saying that, like, so that makes it sound like we wouldn't have survived a, uh, a second Tamarissa match, huh? When that, when that, it, it, we no, 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 okay. That, that, that wouldn't have, it would have gone well, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because when Arissa would have beat her again and made her cry, you know, Arisa we would have had to, you know, <laughs> we would have had, had to console, it's okay, James. You wouldn't okay. have console me. I'd have been like, because I know it wouldn't have happened. I would have had to console you. You'd be like, well, actually, you'd have been like, yeah, whatever. It was fine. And be like, yeah, she, it'd been funny, like, uh, it's you know how they talk about best move in the observer every year, and I yeah. always like when they ends up being like the one we end. I'm like, man, that that feature is Kenny's best move, right? Like the fucking that fucking violet screwdriver. <laughs> the damn got this year. That'd be my pick. So I'm thinking like, you know, it didn't work out. It didn't work out uh, the way that I thought it would have uh, years ago. But like getting the Julia for you got that damn screwdriver, and like that shit's a killer. Um, drop you right on the top of your head. Uh, so yeah, like, you know, um, I mean, just see what he is, where he ends up. I just, especially if he, especially if he's out of WWE, like I, you know, like maybe he could be a person where he's like, I do AEW, but I also do indies. Like, there's a bunch of guys that do that. So it's like, it could be good for, it could be good for the indies. Um, to see what, depending on what he wants to do, maybe his body's so beautiful. He's like, I'll give you one match a month. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. I'll give you one good kick-ass match a month, and uh, and I'm done. So, but we'll see. We'll see where he's at. Like, there's there's so many matches that he could do. Like Gargano, MJF. Um, ah, uh, that that be. There's so much stuff for him to do. Um, we'll see. We'll see. And like that's another thing about it is like when, when like we talk about how the hypercritical hypercriticism about him when like uh. Like apparently, like people like don't think Johnny Gargano can promo, or he has no personality. So it's like that'll be fun. That'll be fun when he's in AEW and he's like, he's very good promo and he gets to talk shit with everybody else. So um, man, I don't, you know, have him wrestle CM Punk. I think that'll be exciting. You know, um, that would be that would be. Um, I think there's some. I don't know, like. I think Punk's in a really good groove right now, like doing these views with people that's like that makes sense for him. So I don't know if like that would throw him out, throw him off the loop. Like, maybe that's up like for like t- two years from now or some shit like that. Yeah, so, man, like, I already um, have a game plan what to do with CM Punk. So yeah, we might as well transition over uh, to talking about AW. Uh, this week they were in Atlanta. Uh, I thought the crowd sucked, kind of um, on the night, but the crowd wasn't really given. <laughs> I think a really great show to work with. They did get a bunch of wild, crazy shit in the main event, which we'll get to uh, in a minute. But um, we, we opened speed up round through uh, this time until the main event. I think, right? Yeah. Uh, well, we got one. Sh- this was a yeah, real. This was show. not a good show. Uh, like it was. I don't know what was going on. No um, lack of uh, no Moxley, no Omega. So there's a lack of star power just off rip based on the regular roster. But then they went out there and they had like. Let's put CM Punk and um, Brian Danielson in these matches with these guys that, like, in most places they would squash, but, like, it's AEW, so the idea is, like, 
give them some future glimmers of the or give them some glimmer glimmers of the future. So it's like they're they're going out there going longer with these people than like the fans even expect. So yeah, it was it was a it was a weird night, but you know. Uh, it happens every so often on AEW. Yeah. So Hangman comes out. Uh, he's smiling, sits down at the announce table, and that's pretty much all I got for Hangman. Um, <laughs> then Brian Danielson fights Alan Angels. Um, pretty much, you know, sells for him, goes back and forth, kicks his ass, uh, beats him at the end. No one, you know, says Brian Danielson's career is over. Um, uh, no one thinks that you know he's forever damaged as a star well, anymore. Well, well, it's because he's main evented WrestleMania twice, Rich. Like so, like if you WrestleMania main uh, main evented WrestleMania twice, and like your career can't be killed, apparently. Mm. Mm. Wrestle Kingdoms aren't the same, apparently. Yeah, yeah, you know, main event Wrestle Kingdom twice, you know, nothing, you know. Um, but yeah, man, um, I thought Hangman hey, Page was an absolute zero on commentary. As 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 nothing like I, I thought he was okay. Um, I don't. I he, I wouldn't say he was good. I think he was okay. Like he yeah. he wasn't like if Bryanson had been on commentary for an Adam Page match, it'd been way better. Like if CM Punk was on commentary, it'd been way better. If MJF was on commentary, it'd been way better. If it was Kevin Owens on commentary, it'd been way better. hey, we got a direct comparison. Way better. When MJF later got on commentary, right? Um, but yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Like in um. If Miz would come to be way better. Like, this is like a... You know how Cena sometimes, like, given that, like, he's such a great talk, he's all-time great talker, you think that he'd be good on um, guest commentary, but he's not? <clears throat> it was kind of one of those performances where it's like... You would think he'd be better than this, but he, he wasn't. He was there. Not so, bad, uh, but there. <clears throat> so, after the match... um. Danielson said that he kicked Angel's head in in his hometown. He's going to do the same thing next week in Long Island. He'll do it to Hangman Page in two weeks in the home of the Cowboys in Texas. They got um, booed. He, yeah. <laughs> um, he said, uh, Hangman, you know, Hangman, of course, was ready to fight tonight, but then John Silver rushes out looking like a geek. Says that Page can't touch Danielson tonight, but I can. Silver tries to run down, and then Danielson, um, Rolls out the ring, says John Silver's beneath him and bails, and he says he loved to slap Page in the face tonight, but these people don't deserve it. Kind of a call back to when he said he would slap Cena, but Cena doesn't deserve it because he's not a wrestler. Right. Um, that was pretty funny, but uh, when I was watching all this, I was like, man, fuck this, man. Strap up uh, Brian Danielson. Like, I know they're not going to do it. It's obviously not even a smart call to do it because, mm. you know, you're going to be dealing with a lot of, like, you know, shit, but... Um, I'm not very compelled by Hangman Page. Um, he's got. And I always said it was going to be real different when the elite is not breaking their backs to make him look cool in every segment. And he's the, wrestling somebody that's trying to get themselves over. The feud is working well. What he's what Hangman Page is at, adding to it is nothing. This is all Brian Danielson. Um, aside from aside from the promo where he you know they went face to face first time once it got announced and like I think we gotta I think we gotta um come to the table and admit we were just wrong on this like this is not 
Brian Danielson is leaning heel because it was supposed to be Moxley. This is Daniel Bryanson has turned heel because because of Moxley was supposed to be heel and he's not here and he's filling that void for the long term at least or it feels like I, like, I still think he's going to shake his hand after the match so I'm I'm not really I'm maybe, like unless he does something dastardly like he's still not doing anything dastardly I think so um he's a flat out dick like he he called fans fickle he you know um he you know I felt like this week was like he's full, he's working full on hill like this is no different like obviously he's not being environmentalist but this is not that that's this is not too different from like late 2018 like 2019 Daniel Bryan to me um, you know, like you're right. He can't shake his hand at the end or whatever else and work his way back to being babyface. But like, it didn't feel like he was, uh, it didn't feel like he was, um, bl- not necessarily blurring a line. It didn't feel like he was leaning. It felt like he, he not leaning. He's on the fucking floor. Um, to, that's how it felt to me. Like this week was like the first week I was like, all right, we, I felt like we were just wrong. I felt like I was just wrong with it. Like I thought it was leaning, and now like it feels like he's just full on heel right now. So and it's awesome, but still. Um, but you're right; he could go right back after shaking his hand if he, if he wanted to. You're right because the crowd respects like, him. And then you just have like a bad guy jump on. You have Daniel Garcia jumping on, on jump on his ass, and then you know he's back to being a more two point baby baby face. So um, who got the name first? Uh, Matt and Jeff or uh, NXT 2.0? Who, I believe Matt and Jeff did. Wow. Ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, as far as the hangman thing, um, I don't know, man. And, I, I, like, I, I asked it, you know, when they started started this gimmick, I was like, while Brian Danielson is sawing through the competition um, and executing it, all these people, what is Hangman Page going to be doing besides looking on in horror? Carrying, like, them, carrying them back to the meat wagon? Like, what is this? Like, like, like Page needs to, like, get on the mic and be like, fuck this, this isn't happening. Like, and, and tell, tell the Dark Order members they're not fighting him. Like, something like, like, have a match yourself and kill somebody. Like, I don't know, like, have somebody, like, like give this man, like, a tune-up match or something. I, I feel like he needs to wrestle. Like, I think... I they're just waiting, you know, it's it, it just, I don't know. I I think maybe, you know, at this point, I think it's too late for him to have any more matches because the match is what? Not not this coming week, the week after. Yeah, so, Hangman Page barely wrestles. Yeah. Maybe he's <laughs> beat up from the from the title match. What? That was a month ago at this point. Okay, so, but what I mean by that is maybe he was going to have a match like two weeks out. Whatever else, but he was too beat up to meet that. So there's like, all right, Brian or uh, Danglis is doing this, so just go off for commentary. I th- I think it's a bad way to try to keep somebody like. I don't disagree. Hot. I don't disagree. Um, I don't know. I thought, and I, I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Uh, I feel like they they want to bask in the, in the glow and the happiness and the love. And I'm like, hey man. Like Brian Danielson's out here carrying, doing a carry job right now, um, while yeah. Heyman's just like, you know, like uh-huh. he's not he's not stopping them from like from he's not stopping this madman from 
executing all his friends. Like yeah. he's not even really getting upset about it. He's like not storming down to the ring saying fuck this or, or encouraging them or something. It's like do something. Um, they're putting this like the thing they put in place for last week was like you y'all can't touch on the threat of suspension like that that didn't that didn't do him any favors. That's bad booking. Like that's that's it's just like like why are you putting a handicap on what he can do? Like I know that's supposed to build anticipation and all that shit, but like I don't know, man. I I'm not feeling it. The thing the thing I'll say is while he is not doing adding anything to it, this feud is hot, so it's like So thank God one of the greatest wrestlers of all time is carrying him to this hot feud. I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I just think that like he's more or less skating. He's getting he's getting by on like you know he's getting by right now. So it's like he's treading water. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. He's getting ate up in this thing right now, and it is what it is. But like you know, you're gonna have a match. It's gonna be great. He's gonna beat him, and we'll see what happens. What where he's at after that. Um, hopefully, he's this is just a. This is a um this is a this isn't a full time thing. Like something like ne- the next thing he does will be different than this. It has to be. Yeah, because I hope like, you know, the second like when he has to wrestle Miro or something, he actually comes and becomes compelling and has something to say. Because if not, like he's gonna fall to like the third most important thing on the show. And I'm gonna come back here and pull his audio up and and be like, see, look what happens. Like is <laughs> is right. well, I mean- the danger is present. Well, I mean, look, man, like, this is what we talked about when, or this is what people were really afraid about, like, when he lost that match, um, that Survivor Series type match um, in the summer, where he had a chance to get the title shot uh, with Dark Order versus um, the Super Elite, because they're like, CM Punk's coming in, Daniel Bryan's coming in, Adam Cole's probably coming in. Those guys are all better than him. As far as this television professional wrestling thing, they're all better than him at that. So, like, that's what they're concerned about because Brian Hill will go out here and do what he's done. CM Punk will come out here and do what he's done with, with Kingston and now with MJF. And, yeah, like, what? Once he's done with Bryanson, I just fucking did it. First time fucking doing it. Once he does it with Danielson and he's done with Danielson. Danielson will move on and do what he does with the next person, and then it's I, on, and then it's up for him to I figure out where he's going to go because he won't just go straight to MJF after that. MJF will probably be saved for the paper, next pay per view for Revolution. So he, he better hope for Adam Cole. But then what's happening? You're right back to the elite. You're right back to the elite, breaking their backs for 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 this dude. So I don't know, man. I, I, so okay. I don't think you're going to get Cole and MJF be like all by the next review. That's a little too much. Like I would think Cole might be because think um, about it. You got a couple big shows. You got your first TBS show, and then you got the Battle of the Belt show. Yeah. I would think at least on one of those they'll have a title match. I would think. Hell, you could do like some type of big tag team match with him on like the t- the first TBS show. Do a title match on Battle of the Belt, so whatever. I think they'll come up with something else besides going to Cole, though. If MJF is actually, in fact, uh, the the Revolution match, like mm-hmm. I feel like those are his. Maybe I that's th- your Miro match. Yeah, 
that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense to me yeah. anyway. Um, like Colin, Colin Page, like that's something you can do on pay per view in the main event. So we got uh, Lee Moriarty versus CM Punk uh, up next, and they started with like trading like a lot of slow submissions. Like it was like they were trying to do high speed stuff, but it was just slow. Um, I think it was okay. I wasn't nece- necessarily really impressed with Lee Moriarty here. Um, this match felt like it went on forever uh, to me. Went through a commercial break and all that. Punk ended up uh, getting the win. There was a cool spot where um, Lee Moriarty did CM Punk's uh, Pepsi twist move to him with that clothesline. Um, and he did the uh, a cool like fireman carry into the GCS for the pin. Uh, I, I think you might have liked this more than me, but I was like, I was looking for Not Lee Moriarty to, to really try to get himself over, but I think MJF was bearing him on commentary, basically calling him a rookie and yes. all this other shit. And it yes. was just like, well, he's not really impressing right now. Um, I liked it more than you, but not much more. I, I like another spot uh, that I, I enjoyed, and it was um, uh, Moriarty is seated on the top rope, um, on the out, uh, basically seated on it, uh, facing in, feet in, and Punk goes for a top rope, uh, Hurricane Rana in. Moriarty rolls through and turns it into a um, into a pin. Um, so I, I, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, you're you're right. Like it was too much Moriarty um, in control or getting his shit in, and people didn't know his stuff. Um, and that's a byproduct of the fact that he's only had like was this his third match on AEW on Dynamite or eight or uh, I'm saying Arkansas. I don't know why or Rampage. I felt right, like it was right. like his third. Yeah, like. So, they worked behind the eight ball on that, but by the end of the match, the crowd was into it, and, you know, Punk manages to keep figuring out how to do that, um, but yeah, like, this was, it was a match that went too long, especially after another match that was, like, a guy that was way up here versus a guy that's way below him on the totem pole, and, um, they're going, Pat, they're going, they're having a competitive match length, and it's like, eh, probably not, you should probably, if you want to give him that much in the match, make the match shorter. Where you're caught up, where like the guy's caught him off guard, he's and then eventually the same finish, where it's like caught you slipping, or 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 like oh I just you know you have me on the ropes for now, but like I'm eventually gonna figure this out and then put you away. Like honestly, you know what I think it is. I think these matches with Sam Punk are going this long for business reasons, mm. um, along with the QT Marshall one uh, from a couple weeks this ago. This is still way better than the QT Marshall in my opinion, but and it's like. Uh, on that match or on the the show with QC Marshall, they featured a 20 minute MJF promo. So this is like 35 minutes of CM Punk on screen. Like that's what I'm looking at this as rather than, Hey, it's him fighting QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's him fighting Lee Moriarty. No, mm-hmm. this is a 10 minute CM Punk segment. Who's been an awesome quarter hour draw. So they're like, the longer we keep punk out there, whatever like i and they'll live with whatever like happens at that point because like i don't think you know and if it, it kind of proves it like you can put these lower ranked people out here with them and like he'll still like you know do a good number or whatever so i i think they're making business decisions here rather than booking decisions honestly yeah, um i don't really mind it just don't do it back to back on the, at the start of show yeah that was a weird that was a weird idea to do it like that. Like, it's the first, like, 40 minutes of the show, just about. 
so they did a post-match promo mjf like was out there in like the hanukkah suit uh mjf said cut the music he said the only thing punk is the best in the world at is trying to get into Britt baker's pants um mjf says that punk looked confused just like baker would if he got in her bed um punk said mjf's wearing larry davis pajamas and called him out for making fun of him and taking the time for it to beat um qt marshall and lee moriarty he said they're both better than mjf and he knows it um i think not not but um mjf said he's gonna win the dynamite diamond battle royal again he says he's gonna be more over than piper in portland brett in canada and punk in chicago uh and he's not not he said that's not it though because he promises to put larry's or Larry, CM Punk's dog to sleep if he sees him again. So yes, MJF threatening to get heat on the dog, as I once predicted. It might not be Pharaoh, but it was a, another dog. Um, so that was too far for CM Punk. CM Punk charged him, but Warlow stood in front of him, uh, foreshadowing a match between those guys. But yes, I, I want some heat on the dog. Let's go. Um... Yeah, like, MJF is going to get the shit boot out of him. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> he said, these people are going to be wearing the burb, rocking the burb out there, James. Yeah, okay. Like, he, they're going to boot the shit out of him in Long Island. It's going to be funny, and he's going to shit on his, own home ta- on his own home crowd and to lash out at the rejection. And it's going to be funny. It's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, like, I think also he – I don't – who do you think wins um, – Oh yeah, because it's final two, right? Yeah, I, I think Warlord's gonna throw out MJF. You think they're gonna do it differently this year, or what do you, how do you think they're gonna do it? You think it's gonna oh, be the same yeah, thing yeah, where it's like yeah. final two, and then they next week after that they have a match? You know what? How did they do it last year? Did, did they do that? The first two years, it was the final two uh, contest, final two participants in the Rumble alive go to the next week and then have a match for the ring. That's how you remember who he beat last year. Was it was it Jungle Boy? It was Paige the first year. I can't remember who it was second year. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, if anybody in the comments can look that up, I would appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, I I feel like the time is drawing near. Maybe for the Wardlow to uh, win the the Battle Royal. I don't know. Mm. Some type of accidental elimination. I don't know. But um, yeah. So Britt wasn't happy about having to face Rio again, but she'll do it anyway. Jamie Hader uh, gets called out for losing to Thunder Rosa. She didn't like that, but then uh, she pointed out that Britt lost to her as well. Um, and basically, Britt was like, don't worry about that because Baker's ready for Hader to beat Rio next week. So we got Jamie Hader and Rio next week. That should be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, they've had a few matches to start them. So Adam Cole comes out, and I don't know why he came out at all. This is fucking weird. Um, this was I like I have a theory of why. Oh, he this came is main out. rosterism. So Adam Cole comes to the ring, does his entrance, um, and then Orange Cassidy came out, um, and he went back to the announce table uh, to stare down Adam Cole. But then the Bucks showed up, and then Cassidy turned his back on Cole, and they did the lazy kicks. And then they all whooped his ass. But, like, there was actually, like, no match for them. So, like, I think this whole thing was designed around the Adam Cole discourse last week just to show, like, how over that man is and, like, have him do an entrance and actually, like, an angle pop off with it. But, um, yeah, the, you know. So it looks like Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. The... 
they've, uh, I remember, I forgot who asked me, but like, I was asked like once Cole and uh, Danielson and Punk come in, like who could be hurt by it. And I, I thought like Sammy Guevara and Orange Cassidy. I was wrong about Sammy. It feels like I'm right as, I'm right as fuck about Orange Cassidy. Like he feels like a complete afterthought of late. Um, like the only thing he really has gone for him is like he's in chaos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the Cole thing, we'll see, like, I'm sure they'll have a good match or whatever else. And, you know, well, he was taped to Matt Car- Matt Hardy for a long time. So like that helps no one ever. Yeah. That didn't, that damn sure didn't help the future champion. Right. When they did that, <laughs> um, months ago, Jesus Christ. Um, I just can't believe, I can't believe they did that. Like in, in like Adam Page wrestled so hard in that match, but like it's it's old ass Matt Hardy. There's nothing else I can. Nothing else he could have done. Like, right. <laughs> um. But like yeah. I remember that. I remember watching that match, and it was like, well, can't blame this one on Hangman. He did about as good as he could. He did all he could do. <laughs> he did all he, he he did all that you could reasonably ask anyone to do in that match. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I'm, I'm glad everyone kind of get something going between those two because like Cole can get you know can get short man mad about anything, especially like someone like him. So it'll work. It'll be fun. Had Warlow squash defeated a guy named AC Adams. Got power bombed uh, about four times. Yes, um, fucked him up. So the War Dog picks up a win. Um, then we got Sting and Darby Allen versus the Gun Club, and this was like better than any right that it had to be um why is i'm gun never club gonna on tv like i'm never gonna be into the gun club like i think they're kind of funny from an ironic standpoint with their theme music and like some of the other shit they do but i don't want to watch billy gun uh, i don't want to watch colton gun i don't want to watch austin gun um they're young the they clearly like them this is the first time like uh Colton has ever been pinned. Uh, they always win on dark, but um, nah, not not into it. Rich, for a good stretch of the last two months or so, you would come on here and you would bitch and moan and complain about about uh, what's your boy's name, Bobby Fish, coming out here and having this good three three and a quarter. Three and three quarter star match, and like I'd be like, "Hey man, you know you can't just be you know dismissing someone that comes out here because they have good matches." I gotta tell you this right now. I'm not blaming you or saying you're wrong or anything like that. What I'm saying is I've reached my fucking limit with the Gun Club. Why the fuck are they still on my TV screen? They're fucking <laughs> horrible. They're fucking horrible. <sighs> Why? Why are we doing this? Like, I get it. They're, out, they're, out there, they're out there to lose. Can I get somebody better than them to come out here and lose, please? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're totally in the right for that. Um, like I said. Like, that came in private party. They came in and, and Matt Hardy to come out here and lose. Yeah. Billy Gunn, the fountain of juice. Um, someone said, uh, MJ does PR. What's going on in the comments? Um, yeah, man. I... Like, you know, a couple weeks ago when this whole gun club and Darby thing started, I was like, man, if I didn't know any better, I would think somebody would be trying to get Darby Allen under with this, like, right. rather than over, right? Um, 
It's uh, sabotage. Yeah, sabotage, you know. But um, you know, even even the guns couldn't stop Darby from like putting on a, a great performance. Like he was just like diving everywhere and I thought Sting was great in this and you know Dar or uh, what's his name? Billy Gunn looked like the fucking star still <laughs> out of his fucking group. <laughs> He's fifty six. Yeah, uh, I forgot who said in our chat in uh, Soul Suplex about like he looks better than all of them. And I was like, hey man, like this man, man been has, on TV forever. This man has been on TV for twenty five plus, or has been has twenty five years of experience on uh, on his on his sons. Like that man was in the new generation era as a fucking cowboy. This man was the original cowboy shit. This man was a smoking gun. Like yes. <laughs> so yeah, you know. like yes. Yeah, you know. like this man's brother won brawl for all. So. Yes. <laughs> fuck. Like so, yeah, man. I, just give him the fuck off my screen. Like, there's no point for him to be out here. Like, look, man. Like this is like this is. I don't want to say it's as ridiculous, but like it's it's getting to the point where it's like, what use? Uh, what use does he have? Like he he's he sticks out as much as like that that match he had with Tanahashi in Long Beach that one time. It's like. Who is this for? It ain't for us. We don't want to see him no more. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, like let like like take Billy out the ring if you want to use the gun, boys. Um, that's fine. Whatever. Like let them take their lumps or whatever. But like, I think Billy Gunn going out there with them like makes it more kind of like, all right, what the fuck's going on? I I don't know, man. Um. Like I mean, we got some all-time Tope gifts. Like uh, there's Darby. One, there's one where Darby hits, or uh, it looks like he landed on his fucking neck or on the top of his head or side of his head. And I'm laughing. Is he dead? Oh, he's fine. Because I've seen him. Do, I've seen him lay like this before. And then like he does another one. And like the way. Okay, so for Billy Gunn. Uh, okay, do you remember the Street Fighter movie? No. Okay, Street Fighter had a movie where John Claude Van Damme was uh, was Guile, and uh, but anyway, like the whole thing is like it, it has nothing to do with the actual storyline or whatever there is in um, the video game uh, kayfabe or whatever else. But Bison is a uh, international terrorist. Um, and he hit, he has like captured Chung Lee and he's trying to like woo and seduce Chung Lee. Right. And apparently Chung Lee's like hometown got like taken over by the terrorist regime that Bison and Bison is running and like in Bison the movie is like, you know, well on a... <laughs> He's like, when, when my when my when my troops invaded your village, it was the worst day of your life. But for me, it was just Tuesday or some shit like that, right? He said mm-hmm. shit like that. Look, man. When Darby made contact out on the floor into the brick wall, the Ben Grimes, the thing of AEW known as Billy Gunn. 
he was in a fucking car wreck the way his body flipped and dangled and flailed about in, in that moment until he hit the ground. <laughs> for, for Billy Gunn, he just took a back pump. That's all it was. That's all it was. I, was. I could not fucking believe how he bounced off this man. This is a grown-ass man bouncing off of another grown-ass man, and it was like, it was almost like watching like a JV football player like trying to like like trying to run over Larry Johnson at the peak of his Chiefs run. It's like wow. nah, ain't nothing doing, bro. You just bouncing off. There's nothing you can do with this. Or Trent Richardson or who whatever gigantic Adrian Peterson, any power back from from you know of of, of the last twenty years, like, nah, bro, this is embarrassing. It, like, I, like I I would love to know. What like a wrestler that wrestled in the sixties? If if they even watch AEW, I would love to know how they reacted when they saw that spot because they were like, were they embarrassed for the sport? <laughs> <laughs> not because Darby ain't trying hard, not because Darby's not explosive, and not because Darby because like there's a great story. Like there are a lot of people that are his size they could not. I absolutely could not get people to buy into him in that level because the way he throws his body around, he is a he is a he, he uses his body he uses his body as a weapon. He just does right. So like there is a way to suspend disbelief when he's doing all this crazy shit in the people. But the way he bounced off that dude and like didn't actually budge him, it was Billy Gunn just wanted to fall be, or needed to fall because that was what he was supposed to do. It was like that shit had to be like look at this fake shit they got Monty doing. <laughs> Or Kip. Is it his name Money or Kip? I can't remember. Kip, I believe. Yeah, look at this shit they got. Look at this shit they got Kip doing. Unbelievable. Like, I wonder... Kip Sop. Yeah, like, did Les Thatcher see that? <laughs> did, Les, did Les Thatcher see that? I just want to know. And what did he think of it? Oh, That's man. all I got. That's all I got. But, you know, Darby, God bless him. Sting getting a lot of air on those stinger splashes. Yeah. Or, you know, creative camera angles, however you want to. Who's going to be wrestling last at a high level? Darby or Osprey? Um, I'm going to go Osprey. I don't know, man. Because I, I, Osprey's already like dramatically kind of like changed how he's, how he wrestles. So like I at least see what it looks like, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what Darby looks like tempered down. Like like what the fuck is that? Like I like I was asking because I really don't know. I, I like, like any answer about- you gave me, I'd have been like, I don't know. I can't see either one of these. I don't know who's gonna last the <laughs> longest. Darby, I, Darby's like Iverson, up in five man. years. Both like, of them. Like like Darby's like Iverson. Like <laughs> he's gonna throw his body around, you know, he gonna he gonna get hit. In the in the air, he gonna take take the lumps, and then like once his like athleticism or like once the first step is gone, he's done. Like that's it. That's no, that's what's about no, to happen here. No, 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 no. You're right as far as how fast it can go. But the thing about that is, I think it can go even faster. So it's not like it, it is. So it's not actually that he's like Iverson. It's like he's Dwayne Wade. <laughs> <laughs> it can go even faster, bitch. <laughs> like. Like, I don't know how he hasn't had some huge hiatus. Of, like, I don't know what his previous career was, but, like, because I know with the skating thing and whatever else, but, like, 
there could be a moment where in the next two years, he's like, all of a sudden, it's like, damn, bro, like, he's been injured a lot lately. He's been injured a lot. And then, like, he might have, like, a, a little renaissance, and then he's fucking toast over a five-year span. Like, that that was, like, what happened with Dwayne Wade. It was, like, 2004, 5, and 6, he's fucking awesome. 2007 and 8, where the fuck is he? He's great. And then, like, he goes to the Olympics. He's fucking awesome. Went scoring title 09. He's at worst from 09 to 2010, the the third best basketball player in the world. I feel like I felt like him, LeBron, and Kobe were all on the tier of one to themselves. Uh, and then like <sighs> you get about one more year at a elite play, and next thing after that is a grab bag of you hope he can go out there and give you 25. So yeah, yeah man, it's. <sighs> I don't know how long this pit supposed to last. I just don't. So we had um there's like Eddie Kingston, Jericho, they're talking around each other like with 2.0. I think this is eventually being set up for them to team with each other and then feud with each other. Um I think those would be some unique uh promos uh if they get to cutting them on each other. Uh, team Taz was that commentary. Um and they were ready for uh, next week's Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Leo Rush came out. Rush was trying to get to his point. Didn't really do a great job at it. He just kept saying, like, he's a fighter, you know, and all this other shit. And Taz was like, hey, man, are you going to retire again? Like, like cut the shit. Like, <laughs> which I thought was funny. But they didn't really have uh, much to say to each other here. Um, Dante Martin, he said he took Dante Martin from him. And he's going to fight even if he has a 1% chance. And I'm like, Leo, what is this? Underdog babyface Leo. Alrighty Leo. then. Humble, huh? Le- Humble Leo. Yeah, nah, man. I'm trying to see the money-tistic Leo Russ well, personally. I mean, oh, I am too. Right? But, like, it is, it's just kind of funny to me. Like, um... I remember when James was at Florida State, and um, he always played with the chain on, on the, you know, tucked underneath his uh, shoulder pads, and the chain would come out eventually every so often. And I remember when uh, <laughs> I remember I think it was Michael Smith was talking about how like you know you, you know he real you know he's real humble with the chain on, and like the see the see. <laughs> humble with the chain, he real humble, you know, real hey. humble with the chain, like hey. the see. <laughs> But for real though, uh, like to see, um, to see Leo out there, and I like he had that chain on, and I'm just like, why are you, you, you be real humble with the chain on? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, fine. I don't know what you're really doing here. I don't know what you're really trying to accomplish. Like it, it, it was, it wasn't a good segment. Like it, was, it felt really pointless. But um, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what they end up doing with him and Dante and uh, I almost call them Dark Order, my lord, uh, and with Team Taz. So, a lot of, look, a lot of brothers in Team Taz might well be the Dark Order. Who are we? Okay, I can, no, I, you got Taz. I count, I count three brothers. Like, who are you? Smart? Like, and that's a that's a good amount for for white American or for a American fresh wrestling company. Uh, who are we? Who are we? Call, who are we brothers in this situation? I know there's three. Who, who is there? A fourth? You got you got Leo, 
you got Ricky, or excuse me, um, you have Dante. Uh huh. You got Ricky. You got Hobbs. Yep. You got Taz. God damn it! I knew you spit on that bullshit. And Hook is a goon, so you know. Oh my god! Oh, oh, so never. I'm not even gonna go there with you. I'm not even gonna go there with you. Yeah, man, it's um. MJ does PR says LBO saw the the ice Westside gun hat on on the front row. Remain humble. <laughs> oh, I want to I want to address that too. Um, so Westside Gun was actually sitting ringside, and of course, like uh, T Pain was on the show later. Obviously, they made a um, uh, a big deal like noting T Pain was there. He does the thing with sh- Cody. Yep, yep. Same things when they had um, Rosario Dawson there with uh, Ma- doing the thing with Malachi. Yeah, and then like what's like going on on Twitter after, and people kept asking him like, why does like why didn't he not get recognized and all this other stuff, all these shows he goes to, and between like WWE and AEW, he was like, it's not about a company. He was like, I spend all this money on these companies, like I am the culture and all this other shit, and I'm like, look, man, I I understand how you you may feel like that, but nigga, like you rap about selling bricks. Your your biggest song, one of them, is like "Tell Virgil Wright Brick on My Brick." What are we doing here? Like, how, how do you expect these companies to be like, yeah, this is West Side Gun? Like, what what song do we have to promote for him? Oh, <laughs> the cocaine music. <laughs> like, I, I, look, um, like, I'm sorry, West Side, like. Look, I can't really, I can't look, I can't really say none because once upon a time, my favorite, my favorite rapper of the other era, um, had an album called Trap Music with it, and within two years, he was he was doing Chevy commercials. So I can't really speak on it. I I, I can't like you, I, I you can find a way. You can look, you, you can, can find, find a way. way. But, but like, like I, 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 I just don't feel like these companies are gonna be wrapping their arm around you right now. He's like a, we know how this works. Like he, you have to be a legacy act. To do this, you are in Pretty the middle much. of whatever your run is now, right? You I mean, are you are still scary to white people. West Side I think, Gun. I think that okay, so there are gangster rappers. You got to be at the top of the game as a gangster rapper to do that, right? You got to be like where well, where the baby was, where he fucked up his own money over the last like year, right? Um, fifty as well. Like you got to kind of be at that stratosphere of of, of a level as a gangster rapper to do that, and he's not. He's not there yet. No, no disrespect to him. Um, you know, all them dudes are all them Buffalo dudes are well on their way, um, but he's not. He's just not on their radar in that, in that way. And you know, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. Like that's really what it is right now. He's just not on their radar in that way. Um, and I and I, and then from and I hope that he doesn't change what he's doing to try to get to that because like right. fuck them yeah like like you like wrestling just go to the wrestling and enjoy it yeah and like i think they'll come around eventually like whether it's wwe or aw like he obviously has friends and both yeah. companies and people right. that speak highly of him and um you know like i know he's cool with the butcher and the blade daniel garcia um big so e. buffalo guys yeah, Big okay. E, fucking uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Day, like uh, Bianca, mm. like just like everybody knows who he is, right? Mm. But like right, right. as far as the companies like wrapping their arms around him, like it's going to be tough with that content right now. Right. And they barely want to do that with fucking Wale. Right. 
Like it's weird. They've they've like brought Wale into focus at certain times and then took taken away. It's like right. when you know it's weird how that works. But um, yeah, I just want to talk. Oh, about Snoop's that another one. In, uh, I forgot. Yeah, Snoop. Like, like that's what I was thinking of. Like obviously, like I was like, bro, like Snoop's like a legacy. He's fucking Willie Nelson at this point, bro. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like we're like, a long way from that murder trial. A long fucking way from that murder trial. Right. It, it, it's like when you see um. Like like all these people that love Wu Tang now, how do you think Wu Tang got a show uh, green lighted like right. on their careers uh, right. and all that now? Like it, in the nineties, people weren't lined up to like uh, listen to Wu Tang like that. Like this is like something that is carried the younger like, the younger white like their white fan base at the time were because you know they white people fucking love Wu Tang um, from that or from the era like that or if you're under jeez if you're like under fifty. Uh, yeah, if you're under fifty, like that was kind of your thing. I don't, I don't know if it's because of the the idea of the supergroup thing. I don't know if it's because like a lot of those individual Wu Tang albums, like the solo stuff, like Takao in what was the super dark Ghostface album, Iron Man. He was just recently talking about it. Um, about how he felt I know like he, he said he, he, he it was you know, Iron Man. Okay, Iron Man. So like Iron Man into Cal because I mix up a Ghostface album. Like Iron Man into Cal. Like those albums are like right up the real hip hop fans alley. Like so yeah. Like you talk about you know when I when I say real hip hop, I'm doing quotations. Like when you think of like it's got to be dark, gritty, grimy. Like it sounds like it sounds like motherfuckers that you know doing a cipher in the dungeon. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, that's what, that's what it really related to. Like those college white kids ended up, you know, in places now where like Wu-Tang is like lovable. Um, but at the time, like, you know, I'm all for listening to to Wu-Tang forever, 36 Chambers, but like, I ain't ain't trying to listen to fucking Takao. It's just too dark. Uh, only built for Cuban links, stuff like that. That one, that one is, that one's different. Like Supreme Clientele and Fishkill are different. I'm talking about like these specific, like there were certain Wu Tang single albums at the time where it's like, yo, this is like some, like this is like the shit that is like the proto MF Doom shit. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what I mean. So yeah. Uh, oh, when, when they talking about picking roaches out of cereal God, and yeah. shit. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's so go. yeah, like this it, is a weird thing when like you know I wouldn't worry about his situation like, um. I wouldn't worry about it if I, you know, obviously, you know, he feels, he can, he's entitled to how he feels, but like, they'll come around eventually. Like, this is how it goes. Like, it'll be, it'll be like five years, like, down the road. Like, they'll figure it out. They're always late to it. Yeah. Yep. So, we had Chris Statlander against Ruby Soho, and I thought this was actually pretty decent. Um, There was, like, one crazy kickout spot. I thought Ruby, like, was just doing too much. Was it off the reverse Rana, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, but I I love Statlander's move set. Like I I love her power moves. Um, Ruby's like she doesn't excite me, but she's everyone likes her. Uh, she moves on, gets a win. I like Statlander more, but I think they've got something in mind. Um, I like I thought this was a good match. Um, I think that if it felt like they were wrestling like at a it felt like they were moving in wrestling at a pace like as if they weren't good athletes. Like they were wrestling at a at a pace slower than like the level of athletes they are. 
Uh, but like, but it was a really well built match, and like it, you know, um, they did all the right things, and I thought it was a good match by the end, or not by the end. I thought it was a good match through. I just thought it was like kind of like thrown off, like this. Like I know I watched, you know, I, you know, I want to watch a lot of shit, but like it felt like they were really slow. Um, so yeah. IMJ does PR says Statlander got the I aesthetic. I agree. Um, <sighs> um, I don't know what this. I, what do you want me to say to you? I, 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 so uh, up next we had uh, <laughs> the, the yeah, post match. Uh, they uh, shook hands after, uh, so it wasn't a situation like they were gonna be. Uh, you know. So we have our top four. Yeah, so we, we're down to Thunder versus Jade, and then Ruby versus Nyla Rose. So Nyla Rose Ruby did like attacked a, her after the match, right? Uh, Nyla Rose did attack on Ruby and left her yeah. laying. So, yeah, um, yeah um, I don't know how you're feeling about it here, but um, I feel like, and I think this tournament has been booked exceptionally well. Um, you start like I remember we were talking like how long the tournament would take to play out, but their tournament it seems like has just been like it's been booked to be the segments on the show. And it seems like every one of them is kind of leading to the next one. Even if it's like a squash match in between them to build up to the tournament matches, like it's being booked with a level of care that I think some of the men's tournaments haven't even had. I agree with that. Um, because it's springing off stuff like deep and, and, uh, and, and continuing or not springing up, but like continuing, um, Sheeta and, and deep. um, it's showing that like there is a robbery, a un, you know, um, a brooding robbery between um, Red Velvet and, and Jade, um, like it you know, and then obviously, what was it? What I can't remember what it was, but like there is something between Jade and, and um, Nyla. So yeah, um, they've done very well with it. Uh, uh, obviously with Riho or whatever. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What am I saying? Rio. Rio's in t- is not even in it. She's in a in the thing with Rip Baker. But uh, yeah. So they they've done a good job, and like them going once a week has made it to where like it is springing off this stuff after for after the the um tournament. So like it's done a very well job in that respect. So yeah, like at first I thought it was like they were trying to just get through it, but like them having very them having good to very good matches every week and also like adding these wrinkles that we always wanted out of the women's division, even though it's still only one match a show, it's, it's doing one, it's doing a lot more for uh, the women's division than ever before, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, so after that, we got the main event Andrade against Cody Rhodes. Andrade comes to the ring with a knife. Uh, you know, the city of 21 Savage, you had to bring a knife. Um, so Cody comes out. The city of who? 21. Were they in Birmingham? The uh, other Birmingham? Oh, you stupid. You stupid. You stupid. Um, I, you know, I was wondering when the, the 21 Savage drill tracks were going to start coming out. Like, I think he, he can come out and, out and be himself now. Like, I like to see him embrace, you know, the culture, you know, uh, uh, uh of the road men, you know, the road men things. So, um, but yeah, this match was chaos. All of it starts with Arn Anderson falling down as Cody's getting charged by Andrade, and it spirals from there. Is he okay? He's fine. <laughs> he was back up fighting after. 
I, I mean, embarrassment, adrenaline. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's okay. For all we know, he made a broken rib or some shit. Because so, he fell, like, on, like, the I don't know where he like fell. Like, the ledge. Like, he it, fell off the ledge. Yeah. And I was like, yo, what? what I, I didn't know if that was planned or not. I didn't know what was going on. Because, like, why is he on body fall? You don't, you don't know. Look, you don't know the difference. Yeah, he's so, used. Yeah, you're right. So they, they made it to ringside. Cody's uh, getting in chair shots with Andrade's back with a shot of his own. Andrade hit him in the back with the weight belt and throws the belt into the crowd. Um, the crowd was trying to get them to throw the shit back, but whoever caught it wanted to keep it. Uh, thought it was very notable. Cody was getting booed uh, in Atlanta. I forgot to mention that when he yeah, came out. Big uh, they, uh He pulled out a laptop. Uh, he broke that shit over Cody's head, hit him with the broken pieces. Uh, Andrade put a chair over Cody's chest and hit the split split leg moonsault for two. Um, and then we started noticing like Cody's back, and they were fighting around the ringside, and it, it looks like his back is peeling. I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Like, did he like land in in something like when they were fighting around the arena and shit? And then you know they went uh, to a break. Came back in, Cody threw a chair in Andrade's face to break up a moonsault. He did a big slugfest from there. Um, they did a power slam, uh, or Cody power slammed Andrade, but he, and he blocked a suicide dive with a chair to the head. He pulled the floor padding back, um, but um, the and he was going to do the hamlock DDT, but Cody broke it up with a backdrop. Cody got busted open somehow, pulls out a sledgehammer. Um, that Triple H, obviously, and mm-hmm. then he throws it down like, nah, we don't need that shit. And then he pulls out a golden shovel, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And then Jose is clicking the taser, and you start hearing it like, where the fuck is that? Jose is charging down the the uh, ramp shirtless, and then Cody lays him out with the shovel. And my, then, question, and my question was, why in the fuck would they show that man's physique? Like, clearly this dude is a worker. Correct. Like, you know what it was like for me? It was like, and to a far lesser extent, but it was like when um, Vince started wrestling Austin, all of a sudden he was like, wait a second. What the <laughs> fuck? How does, he have a phys- how, does he, how does this man have a physique as good as Austin or better? What is going on here? Right. It's like, hey, man, I don't. You are supposed to be a geek. That is the heat of why this continues. Why are you showing me that you will also you two also lift the weights, bro? That's stupid. Yeah. Just so be a the, geek. It's fine. So that distraction led Andrade hit a dive from the top, and he set up the running knees into a chair in Cody's face, and then that was a delayed two. So Andrade set up a table only to take a hip toss through it. Then another table got set up, and Cody was on top. Um, in a reverse suplex position, kind of do he normally does a reverse suplex off the top. Then Brandy Rhodes rolls in the ring. We don't know it's Brandy Rhodes because she's all covered up. She has a hoodie on, mask, rips off thing. Crowd boos when they see her because obviously it's like a reaction. And in her, in her, in her residence. Yep. And like then, uh, after this. yeah. And she pulls out the lighter fluid, lights that bitch all the way up. Flaming table. Fire that shit up, Elroy. <laughs> so Cody does a reverse superplex through the table, but like Andrade doesn't like really take the flame that much. Cody takes the flame uh, square on, and they were both on fire during the pin. Yes. 
Uh, and I was like, why don't y'all just like move a little bit? And then Stop. like Andrade's chest was Drop. on fire. It rolled. And I thought something was going to go terribly wrong because like the, the like the fire would, what, didn't go out. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Right. And like Cody. When, whenever you've seen like these flaming table spots, like the second there's impact, like the fire extinguishes and goes out. Right. So Cody wins 19 minutes. Um, this match, it was it was everywhere. It was everything. It was like more. Um, and not in a good way. Yes. And it was like more of the Cody fighting against the grain, getting booed in his hometown. A lot of away games, James. Why, why do you keep having these away games? Um, I think it's sad for him to try to lean into this, um, knowing the type of reactions he was getting two years ago as a baby face. Now people were twisting themselves into knots to explain this. I think this goes against the spirit of the promotion. Like the, that type of uh, Cena or Reigns thing where half the audience just hates this person that's like, you know, being cast in this role that we don't see them as, or we're not receiving them as. And it's like, we continue to go down this road and I think it's going to eventually start polluting everybody. Like Andrade doesn't get anything from this. Um, like he's not like Malachi Especially black by the Jesus. end was, was, it was getting dimensional returns. Yep. Um, it's, it's just fucked up like flat out. Like, and Obviously, he's you know you have the stuff with the sledgehammer and, and uh, golden shovel, and he's like you know people is tr- trying to pass this off as this like four D working that he's doing. I'm like, no, he's being a dick to Triple H for some reason. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I the flaming table, and I'm like, obviously this violence didn't escalate to that. This shit just happened. And you file that under more shit that just happens in Cody Rhodes matches. You yep. don't know, and it's just like. I, I'm really like, like, I think I said this to Josh, this is like Cody's like fourth or fifth main event, like the last like six or seven weeks or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. This shit didn't draw. Um, and I was like, if you build this company like around Cody Rhodes, this company will die. Um, well, and I don't know if I'm being hyperbolic when I say that. But at this you, point, you're not like, yeah, at this point, because like, this is a self-fulfilling prophecy. We talked about this. If you book yourself like you're the gatekeeper for all the, all the prelimers that are trying to make it to the mid card, that means that you are a mid carder. And once you put mid carders at the top of the card, wrestling these guys like Andrade and Malachi that. With Malachi, he came in immediately like he got off, like he got over off of Cody's ass, off of whooping Cody's ass. Then he had to keep fighting him. Yeah, and he had to give that back. And then, like, when Andrade, he didn't get over until them pop matches. Once he got over, he got over. And then, like, he gets saddled with the Cody situation. Not, I'm not saying he got saddled with Cody, he got saddled with Cody's situation. And it's, it's not a, it's not, is not ideal to be opposite of that. It's not. We've seen it. We've seen what's, what's happened with um, Malachi. We've seen what's happened. What's happening with Andrade is like once we get past this. And another part is like AW has done a pretty good job of keeping you from having a bunch of. Um, there are so many defined roles of there are rematches, and there are so many defined roles of people in this company. Yeah. Yeah, and. 
like with Cody in, in versus Andrade slash Malachi, it's like it's not nearly as bad as like a lot of the things Seth has done with like Ziggler or when Seth is with um Seth was with Roman versus um Jericho in Owens in 2016, where it's like God damn, like they they've done nothing but wrestle each other like three times in four weeks, like for five months or whatever else. And like it's not to that level. Like WWE does it, ODs it. But for AEW, it feels like because like nobody wrestles each other that much in AEW. Right. And it's like, I want like FTR in or not Andrade. I want FTR like in um, Malachi in Andrade to like get the fuck away from like Death Triangle and Cody. Like disperse, like the fucking Dragon Balls after 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 you make the wish to Shinron. Like separate, send them shit, send them far away from each other, off to distant lands, off to different landscape, put them away from each other, like. Like I feel like yeah, if you're a wrestler, way too much now, and I'm not, and they've had some. And some of them, some of the matches have been great. Some of the matches have been the best matches in AEW. No, uh, so it's not like it's a bad thing, but it's like, all right, now we're we're definitely now in the point of demission returns with this, as far as Cody with his um with what's going on with him right now. So like, only thing he's gonna do is get beat more people messed up. So they got to get Cody somewhere else right now. And, and like, I think the the him. Getting booed shit and still being a babyface is just, I think it's exhausting. I think it's like, um, I think it's detrimental to what the company was built on. Like, like people weren't, like, when this man was getting 100% face reactions, nobody had to, like, come out here and try to explain anything. It was mm-hmm. just like, don't you see, like, the reactions he's getting? Don't you see the promos he's cutting? And then, like, like I said, it's sad, like, to, to, to see this, like, start happening with him it's like i don't know if he's in denial i don't know if he's like um trying to really just chase something that he isn't like he wants to be john cena he wants to stick it to triple h like and you know the i i love the shots like i keep keep doing them right but like make them good like and for and to what end like for what is the purpose of it like i know he's telling the story of um and he and he's done this for a while now. Like you go back to the Ellis Island promo where he talked about how like um all the wrestlers that were also bookers had this conflict of interest of booking themselves on top. That's why he did that stupid fucking stipulation at Jericho title match or title uh, challenge. Um and then you go to him talking about like, you know, I thought about doing, you know, the, the he didn't say it like I, but you know what he meant? Like I, I thought about I had him in someone in a double underhook position. I thought about giving him the pedigree, but instead I did the Tiger Driver instead. And I don't want to break my covenant, my pact with the fans on, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, he's teasing that stuff with. It's like, we don't care about you that much. I do not care. Like, I, I do not care. For one, I thought that I think this pact that you have is fucking stupid because you should have never done it, dummy. And then two, and then two, like. If you stick up to it, great. You're a mid Carter. <laughs> You're a mid Carter. That's what it is. That's it, bitches. <laughs> the, 
Paul Jeremy Donovan. That's it, bitches. Like you, you wrestle, you wrestle in gatekeep and gatekept all the dudes for the, for a year away from John Moxie, away from Adam Page, away from MJF, away from uh, uh I almost said Johnny Gargano, away from Kenny Omega. Not not nowhere near um. Uh, CM Punk. I know we're near Daniel Bri- uh, Bryan. I'm almost calling him Daniel Bryanson. That's really fucked up. No, we're near Adam Cole. Like, that's it. You're done. Malachi came in. Malachi came in and, they, and he looked like he could be. A, he could get to the top of, of AEW. That's how hot he was. Maybe he still can. He got to get the fuck away from Cody tonight. <clears throat> Immediately. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where we are right now. Like he's a mid Carter. He he booked himself to be a mid Carter. No, really, I think he thinks he's the Undertaker. Really, I'm like sorry, he's what? he's the In what he's the per- like he's the person that is the big guy away from the belt. Like where you put people while they're not challenging for the world titles. Like you can go play on the the Cody Island just like you can go play on the Undertaker Island and do all the gimmick matches with the Undertaker. Ah, like um especially like okay, okay, I get you mean. I get you mean. He's not. I, I think not. I, I don't know if he sees himself that as that, but I think that's like the best case scenario of like what he can do. But he could have been. He could have been. He is not. Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah, he also made Carter for a full year. In, or not, sorry, lower mid card and prelim guys for a full year. Like he has nothing of value at all contributed to anything on pay per view this year. Um, obviously, he wasn't even on, or he he was on. He was in that face of the revolution ladder match where he was taking up all the attention, faking he was injured. He mm-hmm. was at double or nothing with Anthony Gogo killing the crowd. He was completely mm-hmm. off of all out, and all out gets hailed as like one of the greatest pay per views of all time. Mm-hmm. No shock there. Um, and then he's in like a, a tag match, you know, team no, pack. Let, let's do this. Let's add Arthur Ashe uh, match. Okay. Yeah. He, he wrestles uh, Malachi Black and then the. In a complete getting, dissatisfied fashion where like the, the, this guy that's super fucking over in the building <clears> has to sneak him by spray miss and then hit him with a fucking uh, uh, schoolboy, not schoolboy, a, a fucking um, inside cradle. Like he's fucking, like he's. Fucking fucking in death, like like he's a clown. So yeah, um, and it's just right. like you're dog. Right. Like I don't get it. Like I like I hope he goes back to WWE at some point. Like mm. I hope he leaves the promotion at some point. Like mm. I know it'll never happen. Oh well, let let me say this: anything can happen, right? But I know they're trying to get him on on a renewal and all the other shit. I'm sure that'll get done, right? But if they keep letting him eat segments like this, this shit will like it's just going to be more negativity. I think like, and I'm just going to get grumpier and angrier and angrier every time I got to come on this show and talk about how much he fucking sucks. I I'm with you. Um, if he's going to be. In the mon- in the matches that are considered the money for shows, if he goes back to the mid card where he's been for the past uh, year or more, then fine. It's a low level. It's low level shit. Go out there and do it. I don't care. Um, but I I don't 
you're never going to tell me that Cody's not exhausting because I was like the first motherfucker to ever say he was exhausting. Um, so yeah, like he blew through a shit ton of stuff and immediately as he was doing it, he was going lower and lower down the card and nah, bro. Like we, we, we have cold dangles in the punk. Like, Moxley is uh is um taking care of his health right now. Um Omega is taking care of health of his health right now. Cody is here. Like people's suggestion to him is he should go away. I gotta tell you something. If he goes away, it'll be like the fourth fucking time he's going away already. The solution ain't the solution ain't going away unless he's gonna go away for like six months or to a year. Yeah. Like I don't know. Or, or, or turn heel. But. Completely freshen yourself up. But he keeps saying he doesn't want to do that. And it doesn't seem like this is a part of the gimmick that's a slow burn towards him being a heel. He seems like he'd rather play heel while still being a uh, baby face, like on some Roman Reigns, John Cena shit. And, like, gotta tell you, like, that shit poisons like that shit. The relationship with fans, like it, it poisons fun. the and it can poison the promotion flat out. Like it'll be real hard to start blocking Cody out. Like the the more visible he gets with this stuff, and like the more like we have to uh, dedicate main events to him, dedicate opening matches or uh, top three matches on a pay per view or something like that. I wonder how much of that is the fact that like the situation they're kind of in right now with no Moxley and no o- Omega. Like if they were here, like I think they're not. He's not main eventing. I think it's like it goes on in nine. But man, then again, I, like, it, then again, I don't know how much better it is if it goes on a nine. Yeah, um, you know, I, I wish our world champion could help out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, wrestling a match or something like fuck. We do a tag match, a, like, a trios match, something. Fuck. Like, do we just need to sit? <sighs> do I need to start counting the days between Hangman matches? Maybe so. Um, I just had a thought. What's up? I, I, I know you're already in a far more negative space than I am with, with Cody right now. Um, oh, I've been here since 2018. You really liked Cody in 2019, though. We both did. He was killing it. When he was top, when he's babyface doing the, doing the shit with Jericho, he was killing it. He fucked he, himself he had up. A, he had he a great promo run. He, he had a great... What he was doing. He had a great program with MJF until the match, and it, it kept coming yeah. back until the match yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a of the hours guy. He's a bottom of the hour guy, isn't he? Um, I would have to look at his quarter hours to determine that. But if it was me, I would be like, I don't know, man. I would, I would be if I was Tony Khan. I'd be like, look, you're turning. I don't give a fuck. What you're what you're talking about? What what type of you know whatever you're fucking turning turn you, or turn or retire, right? One of those. Yeah, like like we, we ain't like here's your list of opponents. Like we gonna give you. <laughs> these are the people you can wrestle as a babyface. These are the people you can wrestle as a heel. How about it, sir? 
Mm. Like, hold on. This says I have to wrestle Matt Hardy on this bitch if I'm a baby face. Oh, all right. Flip him. You know. Don't say that shit out. I'm. Can we cut shut down the Twitch and make sure that this shit, that shit don't hit <laughs> that shit don't possibly hit Look, the you know, TK, table of Tony Khan because that would be fucking horrendous at this point. Well, you know, TK might may be listening. You know, no, no. This is the thing, right? Matt Hardy and Cody think they could go out there and have a really good storytelling match. Maybe. No, no, yeah. no. I don't know. I don't know. Not that they can. They both think they can. Right, I would think so. Yes, yeah, Christian, man, turn this. Who Floyd? If you Floyd probably turned this shit off. <laughs> yeah, yeah we we, we don't bury we don't bury Cody. Cody. If Cody Floyd, if you if you can uh, hear us, don't like uh, don't empty my bank account, but like, can you like make sure that that shit don't ever hit the airwaves? Anybody that works at AEW, as far as any idea of a Matt Hardy. And um, Cody match, please. I don't want to see that shit. Please, no. I want. Yeah. You want if you want to know my opinion, what I want to see Cody do. I want to see him fucking wrestle with no stupid shit in his matches. Cause like he's at the point now where his wrestling is like beyond need for that shit. But he keeps st- relying on these on these stupid ass gimmicks. And like, like so home, much shit happened in this match. Flaming tables. Triple this H. This man has shot, second degree burns. Fighting in the what? crowd. There was a knife involved. Chair shots. <sighs> Doing like, ripping up the outside mats, um, doing chairs in the ring, like in the corners. Uh, as I said, flaming table, like so many gimmicks, so many ways to draw you away from the action. And like they just have a street fight out of nowhere because like Cody wants to top himself from the last time he was in Atlanta in the cage match. It's like, are we booking for moments? I fucking hope not. I don't know, man. Man, I I think people are gonna remember this show. Like, as far as like, damn, like, like it, it, like if shit starts going wrong or whatever, I think we'll always be able to look back at this audio and be like, hold on, like. But I I just hope Moxley comes back refreshed, Kenny comes back re- refreshed, so we don't have to worry about this this Cody guy like trying to drag shit down and exhaust us all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I. Uh, it's a like. He played it too, didn't he? Yep. That was like the least of like the. It was like, oh, of course he played it. It like is. I don't know, man. Like, the th- I think the thing for me is mostly like it was so hard while this is happening. Like, you have to understand it for those that didn't watch this show and just listen to our recap, like. To understand this match is like you're all this is happening that he's explaining, and while this is all happening, you're also distracted because like you're trying to figure out what the fuck is on Cody's what was on the back of Cody's yeah uh, what is on Cody's skin on his back like you wonder if like at I had first never I thought heard like the word. He been, had he been I was like is he sunburned he's just peeling that's what I thought like this is a severe like sunburn he's peeling and it's like what is going on and then you see the the uh, the table spot and then you're just like. You were going to go through a flaming table you just for a street fight, and your dumb ass decided to wear your wrestling gear for one, and then, like, didn't wear a shirt. It's like, and then a dry day, he had a shirt on, his shirt got taken off, and then they still did the spot, and it was like, then why do you come on Russell for most of the match with the shirt on? What do you, 
Like it was a street fight. You could have fucking came as you are. He could have came out in jeans and a t-shirt. Both right. of them, if they wanted right. to. In cowboy boots, because he could have been like his daddy again. Since he wants to do that anyway, right? Like, I mean, that's um, what he's doing in his matches. Like, I don't know, man. It is, uh, it, it is very tough to try to put this all in perspective. Watch this dude keep going out there week after week, and it's like. I feel like I'm watching a car crash in slow motion. I'm like, does anybody else see this shit? How many times have we had a segment that's like this, of this, like, almost like an intervention point with him? We have to be like, hey, bro, like, what is going on? Like, it's not like a situation where it's like, fuck him, toss him in the river like a murder weapon. Um, But it's like this, like, hey, bro, like, this is not good. And then it's like a month later, hey, bro, this is not good. And it's like a broken record now at this point. It's like... It's, it's really bad. It's, it's really bad vibes. Really, really bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it just uh, is. Uh, um, and, it, and it also didn't help that, like, this show was also bad around it, and this was the best match on it. So, like, it just easily the bad taste was like, I don't know what the fuck Cody's doing in this match, or in this show wasn't good, so it's like, whatever. Like, do we, uh, do we, what do we need? let's get to Rampage, I guess. I don't even know what to talk about with Rampage. Uh, Sammy Bar and Tony Nice had an awesome match. Really, good uh, match. Tony, really good. Tony Nice showed up in the all red, looking like Pyru. Um, Fruits. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, Tony Nice did his Tony Nice spots, like good athleticism, solid work around the ring, and uh, flips and offense, and you know, looking like a pro. And um, yeah. Sammy did his thing and put him away. It's- Okay, so this match went like 12, 13 minutes, and I thought like for nine minutes, this is it's a good match, but like it is stuck in working Guevara's uh, <coughs> back, and I'm like, if you gave these two 12 minutes, 10 times out of 10, if you told them not to sell a body part, they would have a better match in this 10 times out of 10. So I fucking do this. Like, <laughs> Sammy Guevara is not a good is not good enough in at the babyface game so far to be able to lay on his ass for nine minutes of a twelve minute match selling selling peril for a for a bad back. He's just not at that he's just not at that stage of his game, and quite frankly, that was never his game anyway. Um, that is something that to be quite frank with you, that is something that Cody could do to to expert precision. But that is not Sammy Guevara's game. Um, that is something that Darby could do. That is not Sammy Guevara's game. And I thought that did not play to his strength that well. And then you look at when he finally says, he gets his closing stretch, and he's like, fuck, fuck that I'm just no, I'm, what, what, what bad ribs? I'm just going to wrestle my match. It was fucking electric. It was like, so why can't I get, why can't I just got that instead? So, yeah, like, I, it, it was a match that it was by no means was bad. It was, in fact, a very good match. But for me, it was just like, I'm sitting there, like this did this they 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 could have done better because they were trying to tell this story in like that's not Sammy's game at least not yet but it's like um, I don't want to really want I don't really want to see practice right now like if you want to go practice take your ass to NXT 2.0 I um am happy to see Tony Nice I always been kind of I always have liked Tony Nice um, you know, he's a little dry personality wise, but he's a 
Yeah, he's very solid. I'd much rather watch him than Bobby Fish, personally, but... Um, they have the same level of match. They'll stop this. Like, you know. I think, obviously, uh, needs, needs a better athlete at this point, but, like, they're... He's the premier athlete. Okay. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna speak to you. That is his, that is his nickname. Uh, but, yeah, like, you know... Um, I think more or less like their floor is basically the same. Um, we had Jade in a squash over Janai Kai. Um, Thunder Rosa was on commentary, ran out to a ring immediately. Uh, Jade fucking killed her in one move. I, <sighs> Built some heat for Thunder versus Jade. I forgot who it was. It may have been... Um, Sean Ross Sapp that was like talking about Janae and hyping her up is like she's really really fucking good and maybe she is but she got fucking squashed so it's like you hype this woman up that got squashed and when am I ever going to see her again usually these kind of squashes are followed up with something in AEW though like I'm sure she'll get on Dark I don't yeah. watch Dark yeah like we she going so. on Dynamite or Rampage again Maybe. Um, like, Powerhouse Hobbs famously lost in, like, 12 seconds to Orange Cassidy the first right, time right. he fought him. So, mm-hmm. um, usually something happens there. Um, then we have the main event. She has, um, a, she has an interesting look. Yeah. And supposedly she's, like, really uh, f- uh, swift with the feet or whatever. So, okay. um, I don't know why we don't really do that here. I don't. I don't know why. Like the woman, the, uh, the female wrestling talent here, like kicks. don't like the kick. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it is, but like, I, 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 there are a lot of places that you can learn how to do that, and like you can become a really good wrestler if you if you start using your foots, not feet, foots. Then uh, FTR uh, got the win over Pack and Pentagon um, after Malachi Black hit them with the mist. This was. This actually, um, I felt like went on long. Really? Uh, yeah, I I wasn't hmm. too into this one uh, as much, but um, yeah, I was I was kind of bored actually. Let's see, where did I rate this? <laughs> I I re- I have it on my recommended match list. I gave it high threes. Gotcha. High threes. Malachi with the mist, so like I don't know if this was um, well, like where did he go acquired like I don't know why he started spitting mist like he just started doing it one day. I, I mean, I uh, I don't know if he did a lore promo about it. I have no idea. Um, but you know, he he showed up to Arthur Ashe. He's like, I feel like spitting Cody in the face. I got mist now. Man. Spray this man. Yeah, like I, I visited with the great Muda, and he showed me, you know, the technique of the mist, and I got it. But um, yeah, that's that's it for AW. They've had better weeks. Yes, and they, have. they got winter is coming coming in two weeks. Brian versus Wang Man. Um, <sighs> so I we got John Silver and uh, Brian Danielson. That should be that match should be awesome. very fun. Yeah, if yeah. if they it let like I th- I think Silver's gonna get more than your average Dark Order member has gotten as he should. Um, so, um, yeah, he's gonna he's low key up, the best worker in Dark Order. Yeah, um, they um, 
yeah, two weeks. So, and they're doing well on tickets. So, I uh, wonder what else will be on that card. Um, also, it's next in week in Garland, Texas, right? Yeah, next week Rocky Romero and um, Chucky e. T will be taking on the Bucks. The Bucks make their return to tag team action. The Bucks have been missed in the tag team ranks. So, um, a lot been a lot of FTR on our screens uh, <laughs> of late. So, I, you know, I like to see the actual you know team here. Um, but yeah, man. Oh, I forgot to mention this, but now you mentioned because uh, you brought up the Young Bucks. So, um, when we were talking about the NXT show, um, War Games last night, and we were talking about, or from last night, and we were talking about the Imperium versus uh, O'Reilly and Von Wagner match. Yeah. So, O'Reilly had another tag team banger in, in, in NXT, WWE, and I thought to myself, yo, uh... People talk about your people. People, you know, downplay the Young Bucks and they prop and they uh, throw out the Usos as an example uh, for having uh, a, a few, for having a, a number of really good ass matches in a couple or not a couple in a few great matches uh, in WWE's restricted play wrestling, and that in itself is a success. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly in a sandbag. Is a better tag team in WWE historically than uh, the Usos on as a as a big match uh, the big match uh, deal? Would you disagree? <laughs> so hold on, like Kyle O'Reilly and just insert wrestler value over replacement wrestler okay. here. Okay, Bob, Bob, him and Bobby Fish. You want to pull that up for WWE? Or you want to pull that, or do you uh, want to pull that for WWE and then include the, the Red Dragon stuff in Ring of Honor? Oh, I would think they smoke them. They do. Do you remember 2018? Do you remember 2018? <laughs> him and him and um Roddy. Oh, the Usos is good as hell. That fuck no. Okay. It had a it had a four and five star match with a motherfucker that might have like thirty career matches. Yeah. That's, How many four and a half star matches do the Usos have? Four. Three, maybe three, four, maybe. Okay then. Oh, someone will not like this when they hear it. That's fine. Pull up a. Pull, you pull up your five best. Uh, you pull up your five best USO matches. I'll pull up my five best. Uh, WWE Colorado matches, in, in a tag team form, and you know, we can we can go we can, we can talk about it because like. I don't recall the Usos ever having a five-star match of the year match on fucking television. Man. Bring up some good points. So, so what you're saying is, like, before we even, like, got to talk about the Young Bucks, can y'all, like, jump just Kyle O'Reilly by himself? Is that is that what we're... We're getting at here. That's, that's kind of like that's kind of like he has literally like three guys he could he's teamed up with that are that I mean well not three I'm gonna say two three is throwing out like because he had that one match that's 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 I'm just I was getting the point of my point yeah. across is like this man does this with at this point literally anyone <laughs> even you 
you know, yeah. maybe able to team like that. That remember when Bomani said the Miami Heat would have the or Levitar said the Miami Heat like have the who's the point guard night? Yeah, like it, it might be you. Salary, it helps on the salary cap. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you know the who's Kyle O'Reilly's partner? It might be you. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden, like you know, ticket numbers for a raffle, and all of a sudden the spotlight shows on you, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Floyd Johnson will be teaming with Kyle <laughs> So yeah, uh, or look, Kyle, um, Kyle, Florida fan, he could, he might end up being there Yo, with, with, with Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle. Yeah, uh, Brock Lesnar guy, Westside Gun, Tiffany. Know. You know. Get your ass out there and go team one of the tag performers of this country's history. Yeah, go do that. You know. Get it's you a classic the ring. Get, get in the ring. Get get on cage match. You know. <laughs> get yourself a recommended match. Get yourself a match, guy, bitch. Yes. Get on grapple. Get in the uh, observer. Oh my god. No, yeah, I ain't got nothing else. Um, But um, I guess it's time to just hit the music, James. Okay. Big announcement uh, from 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 Kyrie Sane here. So uh, Kyrie is basically, or not an announcement. People have noticed that she has taken out the WWE stuff in her social media. She's mm-hmm. referring to herself as a former mm-hmm. uh, WWE wrestler and all that. So, uh, so everyone's running wild with this. Dub, yeah, dub, uh, Stardom today. Um, they put out a thing saying that they're having they have an important announcement. Um, at it'll be seven a.m. on the East Coast uh, tomorrow. Gotcha. Um, when they announce it, so uh, the last time they had an important announcement, they gave us not one, not two, but three announcements. They told us that like Stardom was going to be on, um, Stardom was going to have matches on the <coughs> on the weekend dome shows in New Japan. They were doing Osaka Joe Hall, and fucking Hazuki came out of retirement. The last time they told us they had an urgent announcement, so <laughs> like they don't bullshit you when they say they have an urgent announcement. Announcement. So we'll see what this is. Um, but a lot of people are really excited, and I'm trying to I'm trying to keep myself tempered because like I've been on the Kyrie watch since she left of trying to get her back into stardom. Um, to be quite honest with you, like have you have you written hand, written letters, James? <laughs> In Japanese, no. <laughs> I haven't I haven't quite figured it. I haven't quite yeah. Got to work on the technique. Yeah, yeah I know. haven't really quite got that one down. Um, but yeah, like you know, people have speculated. People think, well, maybe it's them announcing because it's time of the year. Maybe it's them announcing that. Um, they're going to have their matches on Wrestle Kingdom. And like, I, I, I think of like historically how they've announced those, they've announced those during shows, um, during, you know, next big events, uh, announcements. So I don't think right. it's that, um, 
and people, you know, go from speculating after that, but, like, if, if, if she is coming back, that's a big fucking deal, like, she, when she retired, she was definitely one of the five, but probably more of, like, the third most important wrestler in the starting the company's history, um, and she was the number two star in the company when she left, like, uh, it was, it was her and EO as a one and two on a tier by themselves. And Mayu was a distant third that they brought along because they knew she was a, a you know, underdog babyface act. Um, so yeah, like she comes back. It's a big deal. Like she's super fucking talented. And the roster that she left is not the roster that she will be returning to like this. Like when she left, Hazuki was, 1920. Um, Azumi was like 15. Kid was 16. Mama was 17. And was like, you know, um, fresh off of, or fresh off the operating table with a torn ACL. Um, like this is a whole different breed animal that startup is in. And like, she has opportunity to, if she wants to, and wants to wrestle like she, she was, um, when she was at her peak in stardom in like 2017, 16, 17, like she could, she could do some real damage, um, with just about anyone. Like it's been so long that you forget how good she was when she was at her uh, peak in stardom. But like the stuff I've seen of her, like she, she's better than Tam. I, I still think to this day, like she was better than Tam, um, right now. Uh, but We'll see. I would love to see him have a fucking match. Like that's that's one of the reasons why I like Taylor so much. Is like she reminds me of Kyrie. Like she's not the athlete of Kyrie, but as far Man, as like this is gonna, this gonna be the battle for for for, for the battle for James. <laughs> you know, if we get Kyrie versus Tam. Like, <laughs> I, like who, who who you with? Uh, what well, whatever makes most sense. Like if it's for the white belt, then like go ahead and drop that thing off to Kyrie and let her go on her <laughs> retirement run, my guy. Um, we can go ahead and do that. I mean, it threw Tim away. <laughs> and it, and I, I don't mean like that. I'm just saying, like, what makes most sense for business, like, whose side is it? You can, you can put, you stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, I just, I look, I just, this is I like when Brian that, did came in to fought Kenny. You know, for me, it's like, hold on, man. <laughs> you know, we, let's think about this here. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just saying, like, there are matches that she could have with people that, like, there's obviously a, a Mayu match that could be big. There's, you know, and I don't think that she comes back and, like, she, like, wrestles the brutal 100-day, 100-show schedule. No. Uh, but, like, I think she could do, you know, like, you know, maybe one or two matches a month, that sort of thing. Um, as, I like, want the Kyrie and Starlight Kid match or Azumi. That would be... There's time for that. We can see. We can get this done. We can get this done. We as if I worked there, right? We can get this Zach, done. Zach in the comments can't wait for that Kyrie Natsko match. Look, man, here you go with this negative shit. <laughs> hey, man, like take your ass to sleep, Zach. Like, <laughs> here you go with this negative shit. Like Natsko, what? She tore ACL on. What would that be? The on the July, July 4th show. Uh-huh. So 
like she, she she's the five medicine and made it back and attacks Kyrie the, like, the day like, she comes yeah. back. If she comes if she comes back in eight months, that means that she'll be back in like, you know, um in a couple months. So like we got some time where we can have some real fun before that happens. We we can we can get some stuff real pop really popped off. Like um and like don't be wrong, like she tries harder when she's on big JML's been the seven four show. Yeah, yeah, seven four. Um she tries really hard when she's on big shows, but the thing is, like, if you put her in the main event, she'll try hard. You put her on the undercard, she won't give a fuck, and she'll the whole the whole thing is a fucking shit show. So, um, yeah, like, Oedo ties since she's been gone has been a lot better. It just has. Like, I don't don't mean to downgrade her. I just think the the whole entire acting gimmick stinks, and like. I'm sorry, it just does. Um, anyway, so so what, what faction was Kyrie in? She was in she was in the Stardom Army, which is the basically the proto version of uh, Stars. Stars, like, basically the, was, the real Stars. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it was it was um, once once uh, all that shit happened with Yashiko and. And um, Nanai leaving for to start seedling, um, they basically made her, Kyrie, and Eo the three biggest stars in the company. They made them a faction, and they basically just took on because all the kids were all the kids like Momo just started, Kid just started, Azumi's like thir- thirteen or whatever. Um, Hazuki had, wasn't wasn't was still gone. She she wasn't back yet. Um, so like they they basically like had a few people. Jungle wasn't Jungle was just starting out too. They basically had a few people, and like they basically relied on foreigners and the star power of those three as a faction, taking on all challenges from like um, Oedo Tai, beginning of Oedo Tai, back when like um, Hanakamura's mom was the head of it. Um, like and she was there with a bunch of um, Gaijins, and then like that was pretty much the and you know they put all the belts on them for like a two year span, and then. Um, they broke out kind of, you know, they went, they brought back, uh, Yoko Bito, who was kind of like, if Utami threw kicks, mm-hmm. um, like she was supposed to be like a future ace candidate. And then like she retired and then she came back for one run, uh, in 2017, she was the white belt champion. Uh, and like, yeah, that's kind of pretty much what it was or 2016, sorry, uh, 2016 through 17, she came back, but. Um, that's, that's pretty much what it was until like Beetle came back to help out. And then like the, the kids kind of came through after getting like a year of run in in jungle. And then like EO and Kyrie got calls to come WWE. EO had to stick around for another year because of her neck. Um, and that gave them enough time to, you know, transition over to, um, making Mayu to ace in theory and then making, um, and then having EO put over Mayu on the way out after a year, um, with Queen's Quest. So the company probably doesn't exist if they both leave at the same time in 2017. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like Kyrie comes back and like literally as she leaves, Tam shows up to join Storm like a week or two later. Like they totally miss each other. So, um, ships in the night. Yeah. Is it? 
in a way, it's almost like, do you remember, you might not remember this, like, the Kyle O'Reilly, Finn Balor thing, uh, he was like, when they were, when they were building towards their, that match they had, that crazy match, classic they had, uh, 2020, he was mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I get to New Japan, he, as, he, as I, as he leaves New Japan, I get to New Japan, as I get to NXT, he leaves NXT, and now he's here, and I'm finna fuck him up, like, so, it's not quite that because there's no heat or anything like that. But like, there's a story there as far as like, I kind of fulfill over long term. I fulfilled the role that you had. Um, so anyway, um, look, this is the battle for James. I don't care what they talking about. What this is this is way more doing? compelling. Let's see, see where the allegiance lies. You know, see where allegiance lies. <laughs> you know, who who you rooting for? Oh you know? man. One of the big, so I have to, so now it's a fight between like two of the best baby faces I've ever seen, huh? Yep, yep. Mm. Um, so the, also uh, Konami, I think she did yeah. an announcement where she's going to be stepping away. I don't know if this relates to why she was out before, yeah, or not. It, it but is. yeah, uh, so apparently she's been having troubles with like inter enteritis related stuff with her GI stuff for like the last two years. Um, and you know, she missed about, um, about a month or two. Um, and she came back and she's been wrestling ever since she's been back. So it's been about two, three weeks. Um, and she's been wrestling. She's at the level she's kind of always wrestled at, um, where, you know, her floor is in the good matches with, with, you know, in the matches like three and a half. um, and, you know, she's wrestling Julia on in a singles match, special singles match on um, the Sumo Hall show. And then after that, she's going to take a, a break, but she does plan on coming back um, and coming back to stardom. So um, it stinks. Like, I've always, like, early on, I took a quick liking to Konami um, when she came to stardom because, like, she was... After she got drafted, or she started, when I first saw her, like, she was in Queen's Quest, and Queen's Quest was, like, loaded with, like, B and Azumi and Momo and Utami, and she was, like, like the number three. And um, she ended up getting split up in the draft to do TCS with Jungle and Hannah, who aren't in the company anymore, but, like, they were a fun team, and, like, it felt like they had, like, three twos. Mm-hmm. Like three people that all should be the number two person, number two people in a faction. So like they were like, as a trios, I thought they were really cool. And I thought, and then Jungle Konami, it was like a hammer and a chisel as a tag team. Like someone so precise with his this uh, power wrestler, and then um, turn heel on um, on uh, Jungle, and then Jungle tore ACL like the very next show. So like. Never got, like, what that could have been. Um, which is almost like that match was cursed because, like, Jungle got her, separate her shoulder, like, right before that was supposed to be the last match of the 2019 Grand Prix. Um, their last match in, in, on that show, like, the final, anyway. Uh, so they, she didn't miss out on that. So, like, Jungle never comes back. And Konami was kind of like, just okay with just like being in a faction, like not being a not because you're not like exactly. I think a lot of people get to catas or categorize her as like not uh charismatic, um, mm-hmm. but like how charismatic you gotta be when you're a fucking killer. 
Um, so, you know, before Shuri came around, she was literally, I mean, even still, like, they took care of her as far as tournament time. Like, tournament time, she was always going to make some noise and always, like, beat people that, like, and garner themselves a title shot. Like, she finished second in the, um, she was runner-up in the Cinderella tournament in 2019. She was runner-up in the 2019, um, Grand Prix, uh, 2020, she beat Julia for a white belt title shot. She got it. She lost. Um, this year she beat Takumi. She beat Shuri. She beat, um, Utami all in the, all in the Grand Prix. And like, that was going to lead to a red belt match at some point. Um, but, uh, you know, SWA thing happened. She ended up losing that. It, you know, she's somebody that I really enjoyed is like, she's just, they treated her as like, you, she is that, like, she is that team in the NFL playoffs where it's like, damn, they got a real good run game and a real good defense. You don't want to face them in the cold. Like, mm-hmm. you just didn't want, you don't want no parts with her. Like, maybe she's, she's probably not going to win the Super Bowl because she doesn't have the quarterback play, but like, she's tough, physical team, and it's going to be, and everything's going to be hard earned. So, like, I've always, I've always liked her. So, um, you know, hope for the best for her because, like, I, there's tons of you know, there's tons of like big matches I wish she could have had and um never got to. So um We'll see. Um I I really didn't think we had much for starting, but it turned out to be a decent segment. Um they had two show they had a uh two shows since um last pay per view. The last two matches I'll say to check out for, between both of them. It's all- I heard there was a big tag match that was really good. Um it was like Utami and Shuri was involved. Utami and Azumi versus Shuri and um, Nasapoi. That was a yeah. Saturday show. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, that match is really good. Uh, <laughs> that match is really good. Um, but I would say uh, watch the main event from the very last show, and then the show before that. Watch the last two matches. That those matches were really good too. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man. It is uh, Observer Hall of Fame season, so um, if you guys have an interest in that, um, something I want to give a shout out to the JML. Uh, He actually runs the uh, WON Hall of Fame tracker. If you're interested in peeping out some preliminary voting that is showing some trends, pretty Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, So this is almost like the Heismanologist shit? Kind of, yeah. And and these are like public votes that people have submitted. And um, it's at W-O-N-H-O-F-Tracker on Twitter. Um, Very interesting stuff so far. Um, And, you know, Dave was talking about people who, who he voted for which is hilarious who he voted for, who he did not vote for. Um, you know, I, if you guys didn't hear, but I know he voted for Ishii. He would not be voting for Naito this year. He voted for Edge. Or no, he voted for CM Punk. He did not vote for Edge. Yeah, no no doubt, JML. I think this is like, this is great that, you know, you're organizing something like this because it's like, um, I think it is interesting to to get people's uh ballots out there i feel like all this shit should be public um but you know um i don't know it's uh hitman punk says i don't know how you vote for ishii but not naito i can tell you like i'll tell you this like ishii's like i feel like ishii's like i don't want to say double the great wrestler naito is because naito is a great wrestler himself right but i can count like 
the of the era of New Japan that we all love, like Wrestle Kingdom nine and forward, right? Mm-hmm. Even before that, how many times was we coming away saying Naito had the match of the night? Naito was the star of the show. Like he, for me, he never like like the pretty much like the times he was in like Grand or uh, I'm gonna say Grand Prix uh, G1 finals, and, right? Yeah, like when he's wrestling that. Kenny, like <laughs> who has yeah. like a fucking Rolodex of those. Yeah. Um, like I always felt like Naito's like matches were lacking a little bit, right? Like I didn't feel like he's he measured up to Tanahashi in the ring, Okada, um, Omega. Um, let alone someone like Ishii, definitely not Abushi, but like he's Shibata. someone that was good wrestling against all of them. I would say, like it's yeah. weird, like I like I never saw him as like the the worker that they were. I, this is how I say it: he's absolutely one of the best wrestlers of his era. Um, and like to be quite honest with you, like the. Grant the G. I'm sorry, the G1 final that he won against um Kenny Omega. Won against Kenny Omega in 2017. Like that's one of the ten best matches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. The thing with uh Naito is that like <sighs> he could give you one, two, three matches that are in a year. He can't come out here. He can't come out here and like compete at the top of like the uh, top of like and be like the G one MVP and be like num- in the top three in uh, average star rating. Average star rating in the G one. Like if you were like aggregated on Grappler, um, looking at Melser's ratings or looking at um, uh, Cage Match, he he's ne- he never did that. Like he could be like top three in a block if he's in a B block. Um, yeah. and, and, and like, also with like what he's done to his body over the years with his, in his neck and stuff, like <clears throat> that is even less frequent than now than it was before. So, and as that, and as that's going, like Ishii keeps plucking, plugging along. Yeah. Ishii just like is in his mid forties at this point. And like, it's been like 10, almost 10 years of this. Yeah. Like, and maybe just starting to show slippage now, like this year. And even he was like an awesome tag performer pretty much all year. Yeah. Um, I think Shingo's kind of like chased him down as far as like the winning the G1 MVPs and all that. But yeah, like, yeah. bro, like, like, look what the fuck Ishii's done. Like, it's like. Ishii's been top three in like the G1, uh, like stuff, like average star rating stuff, like every single year that I've been watching the G1. Yeah, it's, um, I it's, don't know. It's like, six years. Like nice. How hard it is when you got Kenny Omega and Okada and Ibushi, and you know, like Shingo just of of late, Will Ospreay of late. That's fucking hard. Yeah, like look, you see Okada stop doing that shit. You see, um, Omega left. (laughs) Yeah, like it was gonna, it was gonna get real hard for like him to continue doing that. So that's why he, you know. And, and another, right, another thing about that is like Ishii has been doing that while being a mid carter throughout the entire experience. Like that is a guy that he may main event two shows on a on the um a block on a, on a tour of uh throughout the block of of a, of a G one. Like he might get a title shot a year, and that's it. Like 
when we were in the middle of um when Azumi was in the middle of her the back end of her um grand pre run, and I was saying like, dude, like she keeps coming out here and she keeps having like these high threes slash four star matches in like seven minutes, twelve minutes. I was like, I'd ask you like. Aside from Ishii, is she the best mid Carter in the world? And you were like, she's in the discussion. But like, the, the caveat was non Ishii. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so for me, um, yeah, like, I, Hitman I, said he said maybe his point was harshly worded to Ishii, not to disrespect him. I just think if I had a ballot, I'd have a little bit more weight selling out the building, which Naito can do more compared to Ishii. But, Okay, so that's his thing, right? So it's a half and half thing when it comes to um, the observer. It is if like if you are a top draw of all time, you should be in. If you are a top worker of all time, you should be in. Ishii is undisputedly one of the greatest in ring performers of all time. In like he is doing it at the the lowest level of protection possible. Doing it at the lowest level of protection possible, while also uh, doing it in like the era of the best wrestling ever. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it ain't gonna be too many. Like, there's gonna be. I think there. It's a little bit easier to find a great draw. I don't know. This this might sound sacrilegious. I think to people, but like, I think is <laughs> like the like we're more likely to find someone that can draw like money like over another time than to find another Ishii that just shows up in the most competitive era of wrestling, doing what he's doing at his level. Like, I feel like what Ishii's doing is kind of more rare for me. And there's also the part where it's like, when Naito is like, he might be the top draw, but he's not the ace. He'll never Mm. be the ace. Mm. Like, it's Tanahashi, like, the torch was passed from Tanahashi to Okada. And like while he does sell more merch and Lij sells more merch, is like, can we also be honest? It was like, there's, it's freaking Shingo and Hiromu also in the thing, and like, I understand like he sells all the he sells like the Naito Bears, and he is a great draw. But like, as a staff, record label, and crew, much like the rest of these top promotions that are on that that when they're on fire and of late, like. There is no Hulk Hogan draw to where if they don't show up at the house show, the the gate goes down thirty percent. There is nobody mm-hmm. that's it's like that. Like Naito, um, is their top draw, but he is not like so demonstrably better. Like it will be, it is it is not like he is, um, you know, Steve Austin in '98. No disrespect, <laughs> he's awesome. But he is a in in the this run of New Japan Pro Wrestling, like he is on the second tier, maybe even the third tier as far as like the top in ring performers. And then um he's also and then he's a top draw. And it's like you look at his career, you look at how up and down it is. Um and then also like what was supposed to be his big run to actually carry today for him. He got fucked up from COVID. And that- like, I don't know how you hold it up. Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't hold it. I don't hold that against him, but I also can't count it as, oh yeah. Like, because the only thing we have as a data point is we know he was going to, we know he did well in the one thing with, um, Kenta, Kenta, uh, a new beginning. 
That's the one thing we yeah. know. But everything else went to shit. And then, like, he's in there doing these title programs with evil. And, like, they're the worst of New Japan of the era. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. On the main um, event level. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough for him. Like, I think he's going to have trouble going in before Ibushi at this rate. Um, I, I think, think Melser kind of intimated that on audio. And, like, I don't know. I kind of. For me personally, if I had a ballot, I because I don't really have much of a um, much for like wrestling before nineteen ninety two before my mm-hmm. lifetime. So I like any of these old time candidates. I'm never I I would not vote for unless like I I got did research. So like I'm looking at the people that like I saw my own two eyes and like my ballot. Sure, I'd vote for Naito and Ibushi. But same. At, I'm at, saying if I had, time, if they're, I had not, they're, not get, they're, they're going to get in eventually. They're just not going to get in right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be. I, th- I think they're going to be a lot of crying. Uh, I, I think I might have to order some of the Lij box tissues uh, it, it to hand funny. out. And it's funny on Twitter. Every, and it's funny because like I've what, the last two three years we, we around this time of the year we say this thing like I'd vote for Naito and Ibushi. I don't think they're getting in right now though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I have to. I have to mail out some of the the, the Lij box tissue and um, help the the, the the merch sales with that. You know, maybe that can speed up the process and, and heal those wounds that are being created here. Um, but you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad. Uh, you know, I'm glad Kenny uh, went in already. Okada's going to get in pretty much this year. I think he's. I th- like I want to say the public ballot. Maybe he's like eighty three percent, if I'm not mistaken, which mm. I still feel is too low. Like there are still people on this public ballot not voting for Okada. I feel like we should all shame them. Yeah. But um, it should be like when we. It should be like who are these like th- four voters or six voters that didn't vote for King Griffey Junior. Hall of Fame on the first ballot? You're fucking morons. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. About? Like bad. Um, and then the the U.S. candidates are. Uh, are pretty interesting as well. Like CM Punk is due for a, a big bounce back year. I think um, he's probably going to see a massive jump. I don't know if he'll get in, but if he probably gets in the fifties, if like, he gets in the fifties this year, he's going in next year for sure. I, I think a lot of people are, are like, we want to give him one more year, mm-hmm. uh, but <sighs> I don't know. I think if I had a vote, I would be on the fence um, with, with CM Punk. Like I would lean towards yes. Like if you had a gun to my head, I'd say, yes, I'll vote for him. Mm-hmm. But I understand wanting to see another year from him. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird space with like it's gonna be a really weird space because like WWE has flattened their guys out so much that it's like I don't know when the next WWE person is gonna get in. Like, is it is the next oh, best yeah. match like Becky Lynch? I don't think Becky's gonna go in. Uh, I think Sasha is gonna have the best case out of all the four horsewomen. Amongst those voters, maybe because it's like it's journalists, it's former wrestlers, it is current wrestlers, um, and I forgot who else um, does it. But like, I, I think Sasha is going to have the best chance. If but Sasha- yeah, WWE's flattened out like a lot of their their shit. Like Seth Rollins is going on the ballot this year; he's going to fall off the ballot. Um, I. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rude awakening, I think. Like Roman's gonna have a big jump this year. Um, no, Roman's not on the ballot this year. Oh, he, he got, got dropped last year. Okay, yeah. So, um, 
this was or this run has been Roman's best run of television or whatever. But um, I feel like it's not enough. Oh, I, I, I'm saying like he's not going to get in in the next couple years. But it's gonna be one of those where like people are gonna look up like in five, ten, fifteen years and be like, "Wait a second, what? Like, are we really? Are we really just gonna? There's gonna be come. There's gonna become a a book or a a come to Jesus moment where like, we're all gonna look around and be like, "Wait, nobody from WWE's ever getting in again." <laughs> like you go to WWE and you're never getting WWE Hall of Fame. You're gonna go to number one uh, most profitable uh, rest promotion in the world. That makes the most money off of pro wrestling and like no one's ever going to get in again because the booker's a fucking moron or not a fucking moron, but like can't book for shit anymore. That's going to be a hard, that's going to be, that's going to be a hard ass for people in the future. That's going to be a real hard ass for people in the future. That, like this, this might be a next generational thing. Like once Meltzer, uh, maybe not long with us and we'll see who, however long this still lasts if he, if when he's gone, but like if this continues forever. Um, yeah, like, like they're gonna it's have hard to, to, it's hard to track who's doing what for business there. And it is. It's just I like you know, the wrestling is what the wrestling is at this point, That's like true. as far as like determining who the workers are. That's true. It's like they don't want them to uh It's just shit create wrestling. Be yeah. legendary. Like, <laughs> you know. They don't want them. They don't want them to to to, to go up like that. But um, it, it all is really interesting. Of course, there's like more of your historical candidates. Like I, I definitely always bang the drum for JYD, and um, like I'm always going to do that. You know, you read King of New Orleans. Like you tell me, that's not a Observer Hall of Famer. I I don't know. Um, how long? How long was he? How long was his? Was his peak? I want to say like four years, if I'm not mistaken. That's about like the. That's about. That's about how short it can be to make it work. Mm. Like you, like you look at how long some of the the best stuff lasts. That's probably about it. Like, so I don't know, man. Um, but yeah, I guess that's a good place to leave it. Yeah. Um. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, those that are listening from the podcast, if you feel so inclined to want to watch us live when we do these, we do this on Twitch at um, Rich Lotta TV. Um, also, donations. 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 Gifts. Donations. <laughs> Tax write-offs. Uh, uh, go to our Red Circle drops off with a donation. Um, also check out ProRescTees.com slash social suplex pick up donations. donations 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 gifts 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 uh, check out ProRescTees.com slash social suplex and uh, pick up some official social suplex network merchandise um and check out the other shows on the network besides one nation radio we have keeping a strong style we have the rick and Clyde wrestling show we have government watch this shit we have the grave consequences podcast we have a bit suplex we have all things elite we have great match generator and we have a w match guy thanks for listening y'all later vote on the kiss awards yes vote on the kiss awards um in the next week or so we're gonna have to do a cut down show aren't we 
we are we're gonna have to come up with a bracket cut down show we normally don't record but we can probably we'll stream twitch it, it. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll stream it on twitch um trying to think um of the year end stuff that also comes so best of is on the foh way. gonna get recorded foh on the way um I don't know what we do with New Japan and with WWE. Like, do we do we basically like do how we have time? Like, we have Tanya on and like explain to us the year of 2021 for New Japan Man. and WWE. Are we just how we're gonna do it? We'll have to figure it out. Or are we just gonna say nah? Just do a Stardom AEW show and just and just run it. Look, maybe like or or, or I, I feel like that Magic Johnson like. I ain't gonna like you do the <laughs> WWE one like I ain't gonna. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that's in the show, y'all. So thanks for listening. Later. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.